Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Last episode before All-Star Weekend. A few housekeeping things. First thing I want you to do, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a like on it. We appreciate it. If you're listening to it, go on here, go to your Apple, Spotify, whatever. Give us five stars. We continue to climb up. And the last thing, this All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City, Sunday, February 19th, 215 to 3.15. The guys, plus more, live show. Open to the public, free um, at the Granary District, that is 750 South 500 West Salt Lake City, Utah. Come in, uh, sh- show some love to the boys. We- we've been doing live shows at All-Star Weekend since, what, 2019? And it's been amazing every year. Every single year, it's been it's been a blast. We always put together a great show. Um, and again, special guests this time around, so you Thanks. don't want to miss out if you're going to be in the area. Like, if you ain't got All-Star Game tickets... Chill out, chill, yeah. chill, and, chill out with the wire. Yeah, and we interactive after the show. We gonna sit down. We gonna come down to the floor and chop it up with y'all too. So, and it's not just a through the wire thing. This entire br event. So it will be a lot more than just through the wire performing. Um, it's gonna be people before and after us. Um, and then it's a whole integration. So we used stuff. They always yeah, giving you, away hell tickets, yeah. I was out, shirts. Or always got some prizes on deck. Yeah, I remember yep. the little kid won uh also game tickets in Chicago. He yeah. had the, the shots, and it was boom. You might just come see us, ago, and then you might end up at All-Star Game. Yep. Uh, just a few months ago, we was in L.A., and we was giving away tickets. Me and Anwar was looking at people to give tickets to. So, you know, shout out to my boy, Ty Moore. You yeah, know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we're excited about this year's All-Star. Every oh, single man. year, we, we make something happen. Shake it up a little bit. And uh, this year, we're doing the exact same. We're doing the exact same. Uh, For sure. Let's get into it, though, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we, it's around that time. People call it the dog days of the NBA. You know, the the I whole like it. the whole couple weeks leading up into the trade deadline is all we cared about was the <laughs> trades. Now the trade deadline is over, and now we're in the period between trade deadline and All-Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about some things that we really like or love about the NBA, and I, I led it up to interpretation. So you can name a specific player. You can name a specific element about basketball. I don't know. That's exactly uh, what I did. And then we're going to talk about some things we don't like. Wait, where's my name? Because we also haters, even though we let a game. Okay. So we're talking about things we don't like, right? We talk likes about what either one. Like either one. Either I one. did three and three. Damn. Is that what everybody did? I did straight dislikes. With <laughs> I, he said after the NBA, man. It's <laughs> easy for me to pull out. I think I, I already know one up here dislikes. Which is what? Let's see if you can guess one. Uh, R.J. Barrett. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just straight up the person. R.J. Barrett. None, none of my dislikes is people. I mean, yeah, I, people. I didn't I didn't. I mean, R.J. Barrett is a great guest because I'm a Nick fan and he hasn't been playing well, but I just feel like that's too easy and predictable. And it's not enough dialogue there. He's just mm. playing bad. There's nothing else to really say. <laughs> we can't trade him because the deadline has passed. We gave him a contract. So we would just sit up here and just talk about the obvious. I'm tra- I-, I came with shit that I think can create some. So y'all want to start with dialogue? dialogue. Uh, y'all want to start with dislikes then? Do whatever you want, d right, So I'll, I'll start us off with my first dislike. Uh, teams like the Wizards, Bulls, and Blazers seem to be okay with being mediocre. Mm. That was one of my mindset, mm. lack of blow-ups. Oh, so wow. We, we on point. We are. Here we go. And what great, do y'all credit that to? Great alike. Because I would credit that to a lot of different things. One is ownership, which is one of my dislikes, and I get to that. And the second one is because the plan. Absolutely. All, all of those teams legit still have a chance to make some noise and make the postseason. At the end of the day, the owners only care about selling them tickets. And if we can get just one play-in game, we know we're going to sell out the house because it's going to go home. And if we somehow advance through the play-in, we got at least two more home games and, and you know, Playoff stuff, so it's like it, there's no reason. To At blow some it up. point, though, you should be, you shouldn't be okay with just being complacent and being okay with being that bad. 
you're not really competing for anything. You're not getting a good draft pick because you were the eighth seed. You're going to get an okay draft pick, but you're also not going to get like a generational type talent at that level. You're also not competing for a championship or either making a deep playoff run because you're barely about to get your ass bounced in the first round. So overall, your team is literally not progressing. You're just selling your fans false hope, and they're all going to be disappointed every year. Maybe a few of these teams are doing us favors. Why do why you say that? Well, I look at the Washington Wizards. They just drafted Johnny Davis with the 10th overall pick, and it's still early, but he had, he's probably the worst rookie this year that's been given, you know, that's been in with the spot he was taken at. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like I said, it's still early. He could still bounce back. Obviously, I'm just going with what I have in for front sure. of me. Uh, we just seen him trade Rui to the Lakers for a box of rocks. He was and you a, know what? A former lottery pick. I think he was actually picked ninth or 8th or 10th, or, uh, just like Johnny Davis. Luckily for them, the, one of the reasons they said they trade away Rui was to open up more opportunity for, for Denny. Denny. And right. Denny's been really good since the trade. Been. He has been. Um, but even with all that I said, he, that was a former top 10 pick that you yep. traded. You have one that hasn't done much. Um, and Denny is starting to have a – he's having a great year. But, again, Denny isn't looking like anybody that's going to save the franchise. And if I was Denny and I was in his camp, I would want Denny to go somewhere else. Yeah. He's still uh, coming off the bench. You know what I mean? Like, he, he the way he plays and what he shows me is that he can go – to another place um, that has some real shit going on and be even be even better, um, you know. So I think his defense and his rebounding is, is super valuable for a team that's trying to do shit, mm-hmm. and, they, and his, their team that's not really. I mean, they're trying. I guess they are trying. <laughs> they are trying. <laughs> they trying. And I love his playmaking. But yeah, I mean, maybe. they're one of them teams that like. Other than Bradley Beal, they have no homegrown talent that's like super impactful. So yeah. this lets you know. I mean, from. A, mediocre, they hit, end up with the 10th overall pick every single season or something along there, and they don't draft well. And that's one of the things you could probably say about a lot of the teams that end up in this mediocrity spot. Either they don't have good draft capital or draft picks, or they just are very bad at drafting. Or and like the they, Bulls, they don't develop talent well. Yeah, And then they get that one guy who was going to be good no matter where he went, and now he's there just kind of keeping them somewhat afloat. <laughs> like Damian Lillard or Bradley, Bradley yes. Hill. <laughs> um, and then another thing, with the, you look at these teams, like the Wizards played the Warriors yesterday, and it's like they lost and they had came back. And that type of game gave them enough hope to be like, if we had Cal Kuzma, we might have would have won. So yeah. we still, yeah. we still, they just had, they always give themselves It's like false hope. hope. Yeah, it's enough false, false hope. hope. So, But you know what? NBA fans at this point, we're, we're so advanced now. We're like, no Wizards fans have any hope. That's no Bulls say, fans they, have hope. They've been seeing. They, no Blair Blazers fans have hope. I always seem like they don't have enough. And they they have players that have their little game. Like Kristaps will have a game. Bradley Beal will have a game. But they're not competing with no top team out there. No, I, the false hope comes from not false hope to a fan base, but a false hope that we can convince our fan base that this is the proper way to do what mm-hmm. we're doing. So I, I do agree. I think fans have been uh, are a lot more understanding because of podcasts like Through the Wire to know that their teams ain't on shit. You know what I mean? So thank us. Call it that is. And also I think they also comfortable com- with like this mediocre type thing is that like they know they're not a free agent destination. So they kind of feel like we have to kind of stay here in, in this realm and try to be somewhat competitive, but they're not really competitive. If you really just go all in and blow it up and you get some good homegrown talent and you build it up from the ground like OKC, the Warriors did – you can really get some exciting, fun teams. Can I ask you a question? What's up? Is there is there also a reason to believe that they think because of how fast the NBA turns over that they can just – That's yeah. exactly what they, the Bulls they, are doing. Yeah, they probably do always, feel like – Because could, of how much movement goes on and how much shit happens just like this 
every team, almost every team can be one piece away unless you're the, the Rockets with, like, a team full of 19-year-olds or something mm-hmm. like that. But, like, a Bulls, a Wizards, the Portland Trailblazers, all those teams, if the right move can fucking line up for them, they may be in a whole different landscape of, the, of their situation. But like, it just seems like the dominoes a, never fall in yeah, their favor. Saying, that's no, no, it's, it ain't going to always be there. On. It ain't a situation that's where the, these on. moves just going to well, always I, be there. I think but, the perfect example is the Toronto Raptors, right? The Cal Lowry, DeMar DeRozan era was like, we going to be good as shit every season, but we going to lose because LeBron James just has fun against us in the playoffs. And we thought that they should blow it up. Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan. What did I say? Kawhi, I think. Oh, um, um, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, And we thought they should blow it up. Well, not we specifically, but just like it felt like it had run its course. Yeah. And they didn't blow it up. They bought and ended up with Kawhi Leonard. And now this team that had been, you know, in the playoffs, 50-plus wins for four straight seasons but never did anything with it, has a superstar caliber player come to the team, and it was only one season. But that one season got them their only championship, championship in history. So like teams hold on to that type of stuff, and then the Boston Celtics just fucked up everything else last season. Where we can be seven games under five hundred halfway through and still think that we got a chance to make it to the finals. So there's a, there's a lot in these things, but ultimately I think it goes down to the ownership, and that'll go to my first dislike. My dislike is ownerships, ownership groups that only care about their dollars. They only care about. They not willing to go into the luxury tax. Who, who are you? Who do you? The Reinsdorf family is the number one thing as okay. a Bulls fan, but also like the the owners of the Atlanta Hawks are another good example of this. They traded Kevin Herter this offseason to stay under the luxury tax. They did another deal with this deadline with Justin Holiday and Bruno Fernando to stay under this. Like like some of these teams are okay with being decent and don't want to spend money to get bigger than that. Now you can make an argument that the Atlanta Hawks don't have shit to like to spend it on, you know what I'm saying? Or the Bulls don't have anything to spend it on, but it's like even when those teams are close, when the Bulls were close with Derrick Rose or whatever, whatever, they didn't want to keep buying. They yeah. were okay with just being like, okay, this is our five. We might run a seven-man rotation. We keep never want to get the eighth, we never yeah. want to get the eighth player. Hey, that's the, the reason they didn't go into the luxury. That's the big reason why LeBron and D Wade ended up not coming because yeah, they didn't want to go out and get Chris Bosh. That's, that's yeah. a good so point. So, like, I don't understand how you feel like you can compete and be cheap. You can't get good quality clothing by going and spending some cheap shit somewhere. Tony Wrestler, he is the owner of the Atlanta Hawks. He's the ninth richest owner in all of basketball. This offseason, this is the 2020 offseason. These are the moves that this made, uh, they made to, to like be cheap. They traded away a first round pick to duck the luxury tax. They traded away Kevin Herter, which I mentioned. They got a bunch of players on vet minimums. Um, they let the De- Delon Wright walk, even though Delon Wright was really solid for them this season or the season before that. And they just continue to do these things over and over. And if you take a look at like the teams that are winning and the teams that are good, these are owners that are willing to to sit like to to buy. Joe Lakeup, before he bought the the um the Warriors, they were another one of these teams that never went into the luxury hey, tax. They always did what it was to, to save money. I was just listening to Draymond Green talking about how like the Warriors spend money, and he was basically saying like, if you don't do those type of things, what type what type of message does it send to players like Steph Curry, just the players of your organization? And, and that's also probably why free agents don't want to go there. They know you're not going to put in money in order to c- compete legitimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My motto, bro, my motto this year is it costs to be the boss, bro. And you, you got to spend that money. That's you the gotta first spend time that. I heard that motto from you. <laughs> it costs to be the boss. Um, I, like how, I like how it rings. And I just, I just really appreciate people like Steve Ballmer. Because even if the Clippers never, ever win a championship, mm-hmm. At least he can say he did everything in his he power. He put together he competent spent every for sure. penny he could to to spend to make the team good, and a lot of organizations can't say the same thing, and and that that bothers me because if if you take a look at it, a lot of the organizations that do have the cheaper owners are in the smaller markets. 
These they just are in the smaller markets, and these fan bases are rabid about their team. They really enjoy it, and then they just don't have any hope because they know that even if they do draft, let's say two to three really good players back to back to back, you're not gonna get to the point where all those people are on the team long term because well, we gotta cut calls. One of these dudes gotta get out of the way, and that's just the way bad ownership is to me. Could you also say that it's also like I feel like those teams that do spend money, they have stars in there that are vocal and have are like in charge. Like I feel like. Giannis, the Bucks are probably a team that's going to go into the luxury tax. They probably want to make Giannis yeah, they happy. There, yeah. They have to keep him happy or either he's going to leave. Those other smaller markets like the Atlanta Hawks, like you say, they probably don't. Do they value Trey Young that much to where they're going to go and into the luxury tax to really I also like, think it's two different situations. You have the Giannis team where they're right there to compete for Yeah, yeah, that's that. So I was going to cut say the levels. Like it's the like levels. I, I, if I was the owner of the Hawks, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be trying to cut costs so I could save my dollars, but I damn sure ain't going into the luxury tax if this team don't show me that they're they worth it. If yeah, there is a move a to be it's made that put though, us yeah. over there, for sure I'm doing it. But the Giannis and the Bucks, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. You have Giannis, right? Yeah. Why would you not? You yeah, I mean? think I think the main thing with the Atlanta Hawks was like the Kevin Herter trade specifically. Yes, because oh, that was yeah. a quality player who has showed he's really he could be really good with your team, and you sold him for basically nothing. The same pieces you traded him for, you just traded to get rid of money. Justin yeah. Holiday and Mo Harkless not even on the roster no more. That's what you traded that trade away. Never made sense. Uh, I think they got a pick in it, and but basketball sense. You know, yeah. um, I saw a, a tweet about Kevin Herter shooter splits. They're going down, y'all. The Kevon Herter three-point shooting era, it's not looking as good in the last month and a half. But he's in the three-point shootout. So, oh, yeah, we just got the the list. Yeah, yeah, De'Aaron Fox told the world that a week ago accidentally. He told the, he's like, oh, he, you know, he practicing. He's like, oh, I wasn't supposed to say that? <laughs> uh, so, shout Damn. out to him. Shooter's got to come back to reality at some point. Yeah. Because he's okay. It's high streaks and cold streaks as part of being a shooter. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mike, give us a like and or dislike. Uh, you got. I'm gonna stay on the dislikes, and this one it's not their fault, but it's just sad that we can see the like the Pelicans be healthy this year. Mm. That's um, literally one of mine too. I have Zion. I had now. injuries. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it sucks for them because I think what's gonna be real crucial for one of these playoffs, and especially you see these top teams that are so heavy, you know, top heavy, is just the depth. You know, I think that's something that's gonna like going underrated kind of in this league. But it, it just sucks for them as soon as Brandon Ingram's coming back and he he's starting to hoop now. Zion is. Well, they just said he re-aggravated his injury, which is kind of like it's hard. Uh, it's kind of like it's sad because it's not even a knee injury; it was a hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. So you know those are those the very hammies. lingering and everything like that. So hopefully they can get back healthy, or hopefully he can get back on the court, you know, and get and get at least some rhythm before the playoffs. Did y'all see that stat about him? I I, I screenshotted it. In the last four years, Zion has played thirty nine per. 0.4% of his possible games. Kevin Durant has played 48.3% of his possible games in that. And Kawhi has paid, played 52.1% of his possible games. Kyrie Irving, 52%. And mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, 63%. Um, but it, this is a tweet about Anthony Davis. Like, why does he get straight <laughs> close, even though he played more than all those dudes? Mm-hmm. Um, but just to see that Zion has only played 39.4% of his games in the last four years, it's, it's crazy he's stuff. Because when he's been on the floor, he's been ridiculous. Yeah. It's about getting them there. And it, it makes you kind of appreciate the stats when they bring it up. On, well, you just watch the game or whatever, and it'll be like consecutive games played or hasn't missed a game. And players like Miles Bridges. I'm trying to think who else. It might be Kevon. Mikael. Miles Bridges ain't oh, playing no bad Mikael Bridges. <laughs> I think Kevon Looney was second. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just like Jokic hasn't missed a game. And so Jokic barely misses games. Yeah. It's just like you got to appreciate that because it's just injuries are so like you can't predict them. The Mikael Bridges thing. You can't predict them. It's like. 
I don't know if it's still going because it got traded. No, no, no. It is. It is. They, they, they said, keeping it going. They, they said should. that didn't count because uh, the trading thing it's not going to affect it. So he okay. basically after high he, school, college. Because NBA. I had read that he got traded, and the trade had went through twenty four hours before that first Brooklyn Nets game where he didn't suit up. Mm-hmm. So because he could, he didn't suit up, and the trade was said, gone through, that it counted as a missed game. Because they were saying that it, it didn't ruin it. Okay, it so should, he still got to go. It shouldn't ruin it because I don't think it's fault. I think they were saying Kevin is second. He would have been first, but they said uh, they still got the streak going. Because so. I did I did see that Cam Johnson was like, oh, if he play every single game now, he can end up with uh, eighty three games played this season mm-hmm. instead of eighty two because the the Suns have played so many more games than the Brooklyn Nets when they got traded. Um, so it'll be the most games played in the season since. I want to say AC Green did the same thing. AC Green played eighty three games in the what season. What AC Green known for? The Jerry Curl. I have no idea what AC Green is known for. Nobody know AC Green known for. I'd be in an Iron Man. Nobody know. I mean, he's. I guess he's known for that. Y'all didn't have sex ed class and see a DVD where AC Green was talking about being a virgin. No, no. no. Yeah, he's t- mm. teaching people to be virgin. I don't know if he's still that way, but I, when, when we <laughs> <was cool. laughs> I hope not. He was already old ass motherfucker when he made that video. He was oh, already he was? 40. Oh, wow. That's Damn. impressive. Was he saving for marriage or is he's it just like celibacy? Always being available. Might be the secret for it. Damn, yeah. The reason these yeah, players look, are sitting out because they want to do their thing just instead, that of, AC instead of AC Green version. And he has a documentary from 2016 AC Green, Iron Version. Iron Man and Virgin put it. You said Iron Virgin. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. crazy. Damn. <laughs> 30 maybe 30. that is. Maybe that is the Green secret. Green was a devout Christian who maintained his virginity throughout his 16 years in the NBA. Nine of them spent in the tempting uh, atmosphere of Los Angeles. That didn't stop him from being a fierce, passionate competitor on the court. Shout out to him. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe y'all ain't self control. Self control. Yeah. It was. A, it, so they, yeah, he got a 30. Showtime Lakers, right? A document. Yeah. The. the the most famous basketball team damn near in history. You know it was It was hella cheeks out there. It was opportunities for him. He's like, nah. Yeah, if my faith is in, more important. Shout it, out to it, him. It's a, it, it, the wow. NBA's 38-year-old version, AC Green. The Iron Man with the Iron Will. That that's, man, that's commendable. I, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people watching this who are a little older, they'll they'll probably tell you they, they were showing that shit in sex ed. The great, I remember the movie 40 year version. That was a good movie. Oh my God. That was by, cha- that was by choice, though. <laughs> that was a fucking joke movie. Nah, I know. But it was Green a great movie. Real. It was a real man who <laughs> he played said, I remember 40 year version. <laughs> who was the main character in that? Uh, Steve Carroll. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I, I thought she was going to call him Michael Scott. Oh, you, it would have been no, no shame if you did. That's Mike. forever, Michael Scott. If I meet, if I met him, I wouldn't I say hey, Steve, Steve. Carell too. Yeah, Steve Carell. I want to see a serious show he just came out with. He was he was the I psychologist, have, right? Yeah. No interest. Suzanne I'm, and um Angie watched that, didn't they? Yeah, they they was telling me how he didn't laugh. There was no jokes. They there said, was no laughter. They told me it was one joke at the very end of the series. I hate to keep you boxed in, Steve, because I know actors. I've heard so many actors talk about. Wanted to be able to show their full catalog, full full styles like basketball players. They say he went crazy, but I want to see you do funny shit. (laughs) I want to see hair get ripped off your chest. You say Kelly Clarkson. I want to see you shoot half court shots and hit the AC in the air. Time I usually make those. (laughs) I want to see that shit. But uh, yeah, Mike, injuries, especially when you see a game like last night. Did you watch Brandon Ingram? Brandon Ingram put on a clinic. Mm -hmm. He's a certified professional score. Do y'all want to rap? Because one of my things was rest as far as dislikes go. We can wrap those two things together. Yeah. Talk about uh, it. it seems like we all had the same one in this tier. Yeah. Might as well Zion missed a significant time. Because, so. I mean, 
I'm only looking for this from the fan perspective because I remember growing up, we we didn't have the capabilities to go to Bulls games. My first Bulls game, I think, happened when I was like 13 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, we was in the 300. Like, I enjoyed myself. Shout out to Prime Dwight Howard. Um, I enjoyed myself. But, like, we didn't have a lot of opportunities to go to games. And nowadays, you it's it's impossible to buy tickets because you don't know who's going to suit up and who's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never buy tickets to a Clippers game. I would never buy tickets to almost any game like before twenty four hours before the Clippers game we went to. They they played. Yeah, that was the also second game of the season. That was, yeah. It was the f- first, first game. game. Oh, first, was game yeah, first game. First game. Kawhi come off the bench playing eight minutes or something like that, but they yeah. was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, in, just in general, um, and I can't say they wrong for it. You know, it's their bodies, and you know they try to think for the long run. Especially players are playing longer than normal. Like they were back in the day, so. It, it, but it still sucks from a from a fan's perspective yeah. when you see, even though some of these are got definitely rigged. When you see the fans say like, "My first Bulls game here to see Demar and Demar don't play." Now Demar is a terrible example. He was talking he plays about that. You said it was a fan that was. He said he was Jimmy from Butler? China that came to any uh, Indiana Pacers. He came game. to a Pacers game, and I'm like, "How Where the hell did you become a Pacers choice? fan?" In China, it's not like they on national TV and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Something he he had to have an attachment to a specific player, yeah, or something. It definitely wasn't anyway. Um, but it, it's just, and even us at home, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, they about this the game. Um, uh, Milwaukee and the Boston Celtics play tomorrow or tonight, I guess. Jalen Brown got hit in the face. That's an excuse. He he not playing it. But like, just found out Jason Tatum is questionable. It's just like. I just want to watch the best product imaginable. And a lot of the times when these star players do sit out, you still can have a good game and stuff. Right. But, like, kids don't grow attachment to organizations. They go they grow attachments to players. So I'm a Jimmy Butler fan. I'm not a Miami Heat fan. So if Jimmy Butler misses his game, I'm like, I don't really give a fuck about what's the guy name that was hooping last night for them, the little guard? Ooh. Oh, uh, you, but, uh, J- J- Jamari Jamari Bouye. 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 I don't Bouye. care about fucking Jamari Bouye. I'm from here San you know, Francisco University. If you watch college basketball, you know who Bouye is. But, Shout out to Bouye. I mean, that was one of the things that was in that. Uh, AJ um, Bouye. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Shout out to AJ Bouye. It was a D-Mills, great. you know who that is? No. Great great corner back when Jacksonville had a Just great Just start saying corner if I say, do you know who Him, Jalen oh, Ramsey. <laughs> ah, I missed that team. Chris Conti. Chris Conti was not a corner. Safety. He was his safety, but he's in. A, he was back there. White safety, the only one I know of, <laughs> <laughs> except for uh, Pat Tillman, right? Pat John Lynch. John Lynch, who now runs the 49ers. You know who John Lynch sleep is. Sleep on Harrison you? Smith. You know, you know who John Lynch is. I don't. Remember. Harrison Smith as well. You know who John Lynch is, Mike? Yeah. Who is John Lynch? He's a safety. I don't know where the hell he went. Oh through. my gosh, man! Not a football guy. You, yeah, KB gets some. Mike, you play fucking mad. There's no That's way how I know him. That's how I, know. I only know Chris Conti because he played for the Bears for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> so and then he played that. for the Buccaneers, if I'm not mistaken. Chris Conti. Yeah, I only know Pat Tillman because they give him a 99 every year in Madden. Rest in peace. Um, but just just the rest, the rest in general is just something that I don't care for as an NBA fan. But it's under it's understandable in most to a cases. certain extent. It's understandable. I feel yeah. you coming from. It's a lot of bullshit out there. But I I say it all the time. Like there's just like this. It's damn near become like a cool thing to not play. I don't. I like. I, I don't even get it. Like cause a lot of guys just be in street clothes, just chilling, and it's, it's it be bullshit to me. Got to get those fits off. Got to yeah. get them fits off. Like it was crazy. The Clippers really had three people in their roster that was literally resting every other day. That shit just sounds frustrating to deal with as a coach, like which Tyrell Lewis, like gently um, mm-hmm. hinted to for sure. Um, and it's just like, why would I even want to invest in that as a fan? It's hard to even want to. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard to even watch games sometimes. We're like, damn, oh he ain't playing. Like it's yeah, it's not working. I literally follow an account just to tell me 
who's not playing every day. Yeah, yeah. it's a whole account based on that. Is it? Like, I'm not gonna say the name because they're not paying us. What is it? What does it have to do with you? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's an animal. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I I follow that account too because I'm a degenerate gambler. Sometimes, I, yeah, I know it's <laughs> gambling, but it just nah, every, every alert I get is like, oh, he's not playing illness, and then he sometimes joke like he's not playing because he might get traded, right? Yeah, he's like not the, playing because um, uh, Bron is broke the record and he's chilling now. I don't. Yeah, come on, Bron, suit up. <laughs> How many games y'all got into All Star Two? I just read a if tweet. If he don't play said, in those two games and he try to play all star, I'm be mad. I read a tweet that said y'all need to have like an eighty three win percentage from now on or after all star break to make the playoffs now. Damn. That's tough. Or like a sixty eight percent. I'm sorry. It was a high percent that yeah. y'all have to win. Y'all gotta go like sixteen and eight over the last twenty four games. Which is doable. Yeah. If Ron is hooping, but like since the trade deadline, he ain't play, he yeah, played. Y'all, wait, y'all, don't wasted, right? y'all don't wasted a couple games. And it, we we need that offense, bro. We need that 25 to 30 points from him. It seemed like y'all need a defense yesterday. Dang, it was like that. Lose, y'all lose I mean, the teams that, that y'all that, in the mix with. Yeah. The Thunder, the Blazers. He had 30 and a half. It wasn't shit. He wasn't missing, bro. He just wasn't missing. Dang was being And it was 40 because he could chill in the second half once you put up 30. That's a light shit. Drew Eubanks <laughs> gave y'all hell. Gave y'all hell. Shaden Sharp was in his bag. Y'all see Anthony Davis deleted Instagram? <clears throat> he good. Oh, he deleted? No. Can I, I put that? Can I? Nah, that's another one of my dislikes is Anthony Davis's jump shots. Damn. Talk to me about it. He just bails out the defense. He bails out the defense. And I think that's where a lot of that conversation comes from. Like, he can't be in those top those real top ones is he just don't got that same aggressive every night. It's crazy because it was there before he got it hurt. It was. It was. <laughs> I was like, he's playing like he was at the beginning of the season. It was just like more jump shots than how like, bro, the stretch where he was averaging like 30 points, MVP conversations, all NBA, he wasn't taking no jumpers. He yeah. might take one or two a game. Everything else was inside the paint. He's making strong moves. He's, you know, he's getting the hustle rebound, like those hustle points off tips. He's controlling the paint. Now it's time, or now it's times where he's got Drew Eubanks on him, and he wants to take fadeaways. Maybe he's playing hurt, and he just doesn't want to. Re- I think it's. I it's think Andy it's just Davis. he. It's the fear that he doesn't want to get hurt again. Yeah, that he doesn't. He doesn't. He does stuff like that, and it's just frustrating. He's always playing banged up. That's just the Anthony Davis thing. Um, and probably when he was being aggressive, he was probably feeling like he felt amazing, unfuckable. Yeah. yeah, he did. And now he did. since he had and that, that g- little lingering injury, now it's just like yeah. I'd rather take this jump shot. It's been, it's been a weird week for him, though. From the LeBron James no celebration when he hit the thing again he said he didn't realize whatever, and then um, deleting Instagram a couple days something is going on I hope he's doing all right. Yeah, I hope he's good. Yeah, I love to see Anthony Davis at his peak. Yeah, peak of peak man. Damn y'all did all those trades and Bron not Brian even move no hey, man we need. Definitely could have used him yesterday. He was, he was yeah, dancing when Rihanna was performing though. He they said this foot injury could linger the rest of the year. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me though. So, I hope it's all right. I can go with another dislike. It was surprising. I at least expected to play a couple more games. At least give it the effort before he just do. I'll give a like. Is everybody doing dislikes? Okay. Um, I'm liking that the tides are slowly turning, and I'm gonna tie this into two things. Number one, we're getting further and further away from unicorn, the the unicorn type center. Don't get me wrong. When Wimby comes in. Obviously, the conversation going to ram up yep. more. But we're starting to see explosions from Nicholas Claxons and Jared Allen-type centers where they're doing a lot of dirty work. And, yep. you know, a lot of times you think about the uh, – who was the kid that the Suns drafted? Dragon Bender-type hmm. centers. Yeah. Dragon Benders, Christos Przingis, even Jaron Jackson. 
Jaron Dra- Jackson right now value is coming on the defensive end, but when he was getting drafted, it was because this dude could shoot threes and he was going to be able to do it all these things. It was just uh, the game. What was it? It had to be Sunday. It was uh, Celtics versus Grizzlies. They needed Steven Adams, right? J- Jaron Jackson. Uh, I can't even say Jaren Jackson name right now, Jaren. but yeah, Triple J couldn't even stay on the damn floor because he was in foul trouble. They need so those over there in the office for him right now. Yeah, and that's and but that's the thing. Jaron Jackson was like the. When, when we get him to be able to play five, he's going to be able to stretch the floor. And, <laughs> right. But he never rebound the ball at a really high level. Um, like you said, he's going to get in foul trouble. Tim Ducker with a jump shot, um, according to Senior. <laughs> Y'all remember that? I do. I, I do. remember that. I do Shit. remember that. I do remember that. Um, but, yeah, we're getting back to dirty work bigs being, like, what teams are wanting. Even the whole Suns-DeAndre Aiden situation that lingered for a minute, obviously now with Kevin Durant, they're going to go forward. But they had an interest in playing more with the JaVale McGee type guy who would set screens, rim run, and protect the rim versus having to dump the ball down and let a guy. We just seen James Wiseman, second overall pick, be traded for essentially a guy that they already had last year. Who can't Gary play Payton. for months, by and the way. can't play for months. And they even after they found out, they still push through the trade because it's nothing that James Wiseman can do there. And even in Detroit, I'm a little sh- afraid for James Wiseman because you have another dirty work center in Jalen Duran who's just going to grab the boards and go get some shit himself versus James Wiseman who wants his touches to be able to be a finesse type big. So I like the fact that we're going into that direction. And secondly, I like the fact that if you look closely, if you look closely, not only are we getting back to dirty work bigs, small ball is still present and it still will be alive. But we pushing a little bit further away, and these lineups are starting to look a little like 2003, 2004, 2005. The Nuggets have a true center in Jokic with a real power forward in Aaron Gordon. The Grizzlies have a real center with Steven Adams and a real power forward with Jaron Jackson. You have the, the Cavs with an Evan Mobley and a Jared Allen. Um, there's a lot of teams, Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson, when Mitchell Robinson becomes healthy, there's a lot of real fours and real fives. And for a long time, I feel like we got to a point where small forwards were playing power forward. But now around the league, the power forward position is starting to get redefined. Giannis and Brooke Lopez out there in Milwaukee. Um, I know the Bulls, y'all still doing the whole. Javante, Patrick Williams, DeMar <laughs> may play some. Yeah. Y'all got to get and y'all I, a four I, I out like there. That. They got to do something. <laughs> I they like got the, Russell Westbrook on the way. Though. The Heat need them a four as well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, a, a lot of teams around the league, if you look, they're not trying to do that small shit. You still do have, you know, Sixers got P.J. Uh, Tucker playing a four and, you know, different things like that. The Bucks are going to have Jay Crowder play <laughs> four minutes. Four. I think I, I think P.J. short, but he's definitely a four. Yeah. Yeah, number two on my likes was literally the big man is making a comeback. Bro, that's literally mine. My... Mine is the with center um, versatility. Oh wow, we Ooh, we all was in damn. the same playing field again. But I just I love the fact that that Warriors era, obviously, and that Kevin Love type area where they was running like the stretch four who could do a little bit of everything. That era kind of made teams kind of want to buy in because the Warriors was so dominant. So like you have to go with what's trending and Draymond Green being what he did the tweener. Yeah, he was able to do a little bit of everything. So everybody wanted to do that. And it's hard to mimic it when you don't have the right personnel. And I guess everybody realized that and was like, oh, shit, we need a center now. And even now, when you look at, like, the MVP races, Giannis, Jokic, like, the big man is now back, like, dominating the league. And it's a beautiful thing to see. I think it's also good. Just just the way that people have been scoring and offensively, too, it's so easy to just give up consistent layups. And it's a lot of pressure on just one big. So I think like in a in a Cavs situation when Jared Allen has so much to do in terms of like his responsibility on the defensive end, having a dude that can also rebound and protect the paint 
it just makes life easier. You get yeah. more stops. You're able to, you know, out rebound the ball. You're able to go out and push instead of constantly giving up layups and taking the ball out of the basket. There's reality checks as well. Mobley's been amazing, by the way. Mm-hmm. There's the, the reality checks is when themes happen and certain, you know, trends happen, the top people are successful because not because of the trend, it's because of the personnel. Yeah. Right. So the league is a copycat league where it's like, oh, we're going to play like that because we think that's just the way. No, motherfucker, you don't have a Steph, Clay, and Dre. <laughs> so it's like that ain't going to you, – you don't take a person – you can't jack a person's style. Like four friends can't just do a podcast because we doing it. They can attempt, but it's like you're going to have to have – a Mike KB and D Mills in order to have, you can't just go get four motherfuckers and be like, oh, they know each other. They're going to have a good podcast. It's like, you got to have the personnel as well. And I feel like a lot of the league starting to realize, okay, let's play to our strengths. And the basics of basketball is to control the glass, uh, stop turnovers and, and limit whatever the, the other team is killing you with. So if they killing with, with threes, limit they threes. If they fucking you up in transition, limit they transition. But rebounding the basketball and not giving it to the other team is normally a recipe that will keep you in games no matter what your team is. You can have the worst group of guys, but if they're going to rebound the basketball on both glasses and not give the basketball to the other team, you're going to have a chance at some point to win that game mm-hmm. depending on how good your execution is. And I also think that – we had to give some time for the, the position to catch up. So the power forward position, it did get a very tricky because you got like Giannis, who was like, you know, power forward, Former center, point big. Um, who, yeah, who played. Shout out to Jason Kidd. You had Anthony Davis's, you know, these weird unicorns. And then you got the Draymond Green, and everybody wanted a Draymond. But I think the position is starting to catch up where a lot of guys at that four position can do a lot of different things. The Warriors even tried to develop another Draymond Green and Eric Paschal. They thought he was going to be the next Draymond Green. Did they, though? <laughs> I, I think they just, gave, they just let him hoop when they was ass. <laughs> yeah, they just got a bunch of Villanova guys, Eric Paschal, uh, Omari Spellman. But I think, Man, you know, you're looking at spell. Aaron Gordon and now Dante DiVincenzo. You're looking at Aaron Gordon, um, guys like that I think are now catching up to the position. Uh, Evan Mobley does a lot of different things. The position is starting to evolve to where, yeah, the power, your power four, the best teams are going to have a power four who can do two or three things. Yeah. He can guard and he can pass. So he can guard and he can shoot. He can, you know, you you, you have to have a multifaceted four to be able to, to be a good team in this league. And um, I think we saw last year, like, what good mean, te- we're not, uh, more so this year with the Raptors, that if you don't have a center, you're going to get killed now. What's a good team that don't have a multifaceted four? Can you name one? A good team that don't have a multifaceted four. The Mavericks? Um, Who is the Mavericks Yeah, the Mavericks four, four is probably, like, Maxi Kleber. <laughs> but I ain't played in six months. <laughs> Right now they're running um, yes. Josh Green I'm and say Tim Hardaway Jr. And Christian Wood played 12 minutes a game. Josh now. Green does his thing. I like his, his – he's versatile. and uh, Defensively, he can do his thing. He ran the transition. Uh, the Suns. The Suns don't really have a multifaceted like, four. They yeah, they don't really have a four. Yeah. So Tory Craig is a small The Miami four. Heat doesn't have a multifaceted four. Cause Are they, they a also, good team? They're like, they're like seven games over. They're middle of the pack, I guess. Fair but like enough. the elite teams, yeah, Fair they enough. do. They do have it. Fair At enough. this point, five hundred is damn near a good team. To yeah, win. <laughs> <laughs> you can't argue with that. Miami Heat doing anything. Uh, I'll quickly go through masters we on the topic, and it was um how versatile the center position is because I feel like from positions one through three and a half, if you cannot shoot the ball, you cannot play basketball. 
You know, we want to have the Matisse Stiebels of the world go crazy, and he had a really good game, his first game yeah. as a Blazer. Um, but they just don't exist, and they don't get drafted, and these guards that can't shoot can don't get drafted. But the center position, we went from, like you said, P, um, talk about the unicorn phase, if you, like we want these stretch fives that also block shots. And it was like, if you look at the top centers of basketball right now, we have like the Jokic's and Joel Embiid who literally can do everything, but you also have like a Demontis Sabonis who don't take jump shots. He can sometimes. He do not take jump shots, but he was an all-star lock this season. We got the up-and-coming dudes like a Jared Allen, who was an all-star last season, or a Nicholas Claxton that you mentioned that don't need to do anything but protect the paint, roll to the basket, and go get it. And and I like that, like, there is no one singular formula for this position anymore. Um, and even, like, a, a guy's having an, a better season this year than last, and, and, Nicole, <laughs> and Nikola Vucevic, um, he, he's a guy that would almost just stretch the floor completely. And be effective. So, like, you just every single night you got to prep differently for the center position because you don't know exactly what you're going to go against. And you can even go to, like, the backup positions where, like, you can have an offensive juggernaut in the backup position like Nas Reed. Or you can have a backup in Dayron Sharp who grabbed 20 boards we give an opportunity. So, like, there's just so much versatility at that position. And I absolutely love it because, like, the point guard position don't really have that type What's of versatility. What's your favorite type? I like a dirty work, grab me a hell of rebounds, block some shots. That's why I've been a Rudy Gobert fan forever, just because mm-hmm. he does those type of things, and I think those things are important. Yeah, I, I love the favorite type, big fella. The Nicholas Claxton types, or Jared Allen types, the types. Why that's you real. don't fucking play like that? Since you it's love it so much, you, he, got a be- he got better touch than Nicholas Claxton. He, lo- he loved that, <laughs> but want to play like fucking Mike Muscala, so you compare yourself to Mike Muscala is another good example. That Mandy Mills <laughs> would have somebody eight inches shorter than him and take a pull up three. Got to get it how you live. Who I'm, your favorite type of center, Mike? I like the centers that that can go out and switch on that pick and roll. Yeah. Go like guard the, the guard. Yeah, that's the why bands. I love Nicholas Claxton. Robert Williams. Robert Williams, yeah. I like I a good him. offensive hub. I, but I, I knew I, you was going to go offense for sure. I love <laughs> DeMontis Sabonis, but I, I do love me some defense, man, especially when it's a big. You got to have somebody. Yo, I was watching the Mavericks. The motherfucker Rudy Gobert did a Euro step and one. <laughs> Nas Reed did an in and out and one. I'm yeah. like, oh, get get Dwight Powell. Whoever the fuck that was. <laughs> oh, that was JaVale McGee that they was doing that too. Yeah. Get JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee had a lot game. of minutes since the Kyrie trade. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, you don't never let Rudy Gobert. <laughs> was he perfect one. from the field too? Who, Rudy? Yeah. Was he? I think he ended up with 21 points and 9 for 9. I think Damn. Eight I think of those 9s just... were assisted by Mike Conley. So it's like, awesome. yeah. Mike Conley trade. Shout out to Mike Conley. Good, Mike I was Conley. Just, they almost blew it, though. Anthony Edwards took some tough shots. That's because Kyrie Irving just decided he was Kyrie. Him. Uncle I mean, Drew just do his in the fourth. Yeah, exactly. Just Bro, it was crazy because I was already watching that game, and I was I was hoping for a comeback, and I was just like, yeah, that's probably. They not, and I turned, I too. and, and then I look back. at the score later. I'm like, it was a three-point game. Yep, I did exactly that the same thing. <laughs> the fourth quarter and points per game. You probably would have known well, if he was in a party. We all True. be in a party. Mike could be watching something out here. Mike say something to KB. Then I go back to it. You know what I mean? But nah, you don't. You don't rock with your boys. I'm just talking. <laughs> uh, you can give your. An, you you, want, you had another dislike. You said. Uh, I did have one more. It was um the first 40 minutes of this podcast being this is oh, shit dislikes. we hate. <laughs> it's crazy. The last thing I hated was Bones Highland. What Damn. He, Damn. No, 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 I don't hate him. What the situation? The situation. The situation. starting to get. It's starting to get annoying now. I thought about like putting men. I like the beefs. I like the less shades that be going around uh, the league. Okay, time out. What's the but shade? I want to hear What's the, the shade. Ba- so when he was on the jet, I, rem- I remember seeing him on a private jet saying something. This is how they treat you when they really love when you. When they like you. Yeah. yeah. And then um, with this interview. It's actually really funny. Um, I didn't see that. Bones Highland on playing with Jokic. It was great experience playing with Joker. Two guys over here who um, 
this is also comparing it to playing with right. Paul when George he said two guys over here, he's talking about, about Kawhi and PG. Kawhi, yep. Yeah, and then he said two guys over here are phenomenal talents, and over there, there's only one guy with <laughs> phenomenal talent as well. So I I'm just like, funny. damn, is that shade. I, I that's thought it was funny. Why is that shade? I think the because Nuggets think have a very question. Talent. Had uh, they they clocked in Murray. Jamal Murray and Jokic, okay. and then his answer was like, "No, they got one guy." Okay, he was smirking that, while that, doing it too, that, like he knew what he was clear, doing. Let's clear this up. Jokic, Kawhi, Paul George, Jamal Murray. Who? No, is not right. like the other. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. He was, and if you listen, Jamal he was Murray saying, was killing me he was saying, though. great, <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> talent. So you put Jamal Murray in that? that nah, game? nah. Okay. It's just okay. funny that okay. they, he literally was killing their ass. He, like, <laughs> he, he was literally killing their ass in that playoff. Literally told their ass go home. But I just think it is kind of shade to the, the roster. No. Nah, I okay. wouldn't do that. But it's definitely, it's, it was definitely some shade. I mean, obviously there's a lot of stuff that went bad there. Because uh, I, I didn't know him and Jamal Murray had beef. I thought he was just saying on some like, shit, yeah, it's two great motherfuckers here. It's one great motherfucker there. Jamal Murray good, but he ain't great. That's because Bones wasn't watching basketball nah. during the bubble. <laughs> the shade. And I, yeah, I'm done talking about the bubble shit. Like, <laughs> if that's what you got to hang your hat on, TJ Warren, Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell. Like, Donovan Mitchell got 70 outside of the bubble. Yeah. Like, niggas got to do some other shit. But um, <laughs> the plane shit was definitely shade. Yeah. That, hey, this how they treat you and they like you. <laughs> that shit is definitely shade. But that was funny. I hate Bones. I hate Bones. I, I shouldn't have said I hate him. It was just kind of like the situation. It was starting what to What don't you funny. like about the situation? Just kind of seemed, I don't know. It just seemed like he he was probably the problem and not the team. Mm. Seems like, because like it, it came out that he wanted like a bigger role and like he felt like he deserved more minutes, but it's like Jamal Murray is better than you. I, well, mean, I, don't, you think you, I don't think you you have to want Jamal Murray's spot to win and then And then it was like tension with him and Mike Malone now because of they – him, him won more and shit like that. So like, well, it was that one nationally televised game. Was that Christmas? Mike Malone wasn't even coaching. They uh-huh. had an interim head coach because he had COVID and he left the bench. There, there was another. Oh, was that the game he played four minutes? That's why he uh, didn't wasn't on a private plane because he left the bench early because out of frustration, and his consequence was to fly regular while yeah. the team flew private. That's so crazy. Be That's a regular crazy. person, motherfucker. That's crazy. We're not giving you this charter. And I'm not anymore. saying that part of it is wrong, but, I mean, this is what happens. When a motherfucker gets traded and they don't want to be in a certain place, this is this is what comes with it. Like, Cam Reddish is basically, he ain't being as bogus, but Cam Reddish is shit like, man, I feel better. I'm The air over here is different. I'm happy. <laughs> like, the motherfucker just say shit because, yeah, why? Wh- what good would you come, f- do you have to say about a team that just wasn't playing you? How did he look yesterday? I don't even remember. Cam, Cam Reddish. He missed time. the open three that pissed me off because they was raining threes, and he had one in transition from Simons, and I thought he's gonna catch that motherfucker. <laughs> KB, everybody was hitting threes. Yo. Shout out to him, bro. Shaden Sharp was the man thing. for me. I, saw, I was watching Shaden Sharp, Sharp stuff. Boy, Shaden Sharp and boy. David Duran. That my boys, man. Yeah, Shaden Sharp gonna be an elite three level scorer soon, man. Trust me, he got the full package, bro. Can't wait to see him in Chicago. Elite level three level score. He gonna be yes, elite. With that size, I and need his to see work. more mid range. I haven't seen enough mid range. I think yesterday he gave us a little glimpses, but it's he a, on my bad list though. 
pulling out the goddamn the dunk, dunk contest. contest. He was the highlight yeah. for us, bro. Yeah. We was, right. we was, Shout we out was, to Jericho we Sands. We was geeked, but, bro. Man, we was <laughs> I geeked. was happy as hell to see him in a we dunk was, contest. He was going man, he was gonna show. He had a dunk yesterday where he almost dunked for the free throw. He's not human, bro. When it comes to jump, like he's not human. He get blocks and stuff that I'd be like, what? It should be mandatory for rookies. If you get invited to some shit, you gotta play. Shade is sharp. You let us down, man. He said he wanted to focus on the second half of the season. You let us down. That wasn't gonna take no focus away from you. Is he playing in the Rising Stars game? No. Okay. He didn't get invited to that either. So he's he's chilling on vacation. Wait, time out. He didn't get invited? Uh, no, he didn't. He's not on the list. Who got invited above him? Um who who is the one that people were upset about? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna It was I forgot who was yeah, I forgot. Because I can't wait to hear this shit because it was some people on there that you could have questioned, but all right, here we go. Here are the Rising Star Challenge rosters. Team Power. Oh, yeah, it's three different teams, by the way, because y'all remember they did like a bracket thing last year. We didn't mm-hmm. even go to the goddamn Rising Stars thing last year. We never do because it's always the day we come in. Yeah, true. So Team Powell Gasol is Paolo, Benedict Matherin, Jaden Ivey, Scotty Barnes, Jose Alvarado, Keegan Murray, and Andrew Nimhard made it over him. That was the one that people were upset oh, about. Oh, Andrew Nimhard, Andrew yeah. Nimhard. I love Andrew Nimhard. He's but Andrew Nimhard's had a, re- a very good season. I would have pushed Shaden Sharp in over Al- Alvarado. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alvarado be doing his thing. He do be doing yeah. his thing. I'm just talking shit. Uh, team Darren Williams is Franz Wagner, Jalen Green, Alperin Sengun, Trey, Murf- Trey Murphy the third, AJ Griffin, Bones Highland, and Walker Kessler. That's a good group right there. Um, does he this no? Does he deserve it over Bones? Yeah, he's having a yeah. Bones Highland shooting thirty percent from the field or some shit. He's <laughs> not having a good year right now. And then yeah. lastly, Team Joe Kim drafted everybody that remind him of himself: Evan Mobley. Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, Jeremy Solchan, uh, uh, Quinn Grimes, Jabari Smith Jr., and Jalen Duran. That's funny as hell. He literally did draft. <laughs> oh, and, team, and team Jason Jason is um, the G League Ignite guy, Scoot, King, Siskoko, whatever the hell that Sorry, is. Cisco, yeah. uh, Kenny Lofton Jr., Mac McClung, Scotty Pippen Jr., and Leonard Miller. Leonard Miller. Whew. Leonard Miller is a name to watch. He is very interesting. I kind of like that they bring the G. Oh, isn't that nice that dude stuff? from high school that wasn't just in high school last year? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember doing work with him. Leonard Miller, 16. Do a little bit of. But yeah, Shay Sharp should be in this, man. Shay Sharp. Yeah, is, he would be literally one of the biggest highlights of this event. Even but, if it's just for that factor, he going to dunk. Yeah. Let's get some highlights. You want to put the best product out there, right? For sure. So he's going to be one of your best versions of that product. I just love that he went to the Blazers because he's not right now. He has to he has to play off of Dame and Simon. So we're seeing backdoor cuts, the lob actions, catch and shoot threes. Um, he like, has shown us yeah. the, the the mid off the dribble, mid range pull ups, and off the dribble threes here and there. But it ain't too much of a workload. He's getting because you know if you if you can play next to somebody or you get developed playing next to somebody, you'll be able to play with anybody. Facts. You'd be able to play it anybody. Because, like, if he's on the Rockets, is he having the same type of year where you're like, oh, yeah, he looks comfortable? Well, they just let people shoot the ball. And, yeah, and he'll probably take a bunch of bad low percentage yeah. shots. His mid-range would not look as okay. Because when you have now. a guy that has the gravity of Damon Lillard, it just makes it so much easier. Yeah. Simons, so, too. Yeah. Simons Anthony too. Simons, too. Simons, too. I'm going to get my last dislike. And, and it's – I don't even know if I actually dislike. Anyway, um, I don't like how little it feels like it matters, like, for on a day-to-day basis. Like, I know at the end of the day, we're like, oh, this team is half a game behind this one, and now they're the four seeds instead of the five seeds, so they don't get home court. They do get home court. Event. Like, from, a, like, a game on November 23rd, 2022, 
at the end of the day, that game didn't matter. We watch it because we love a game of basketball, but it feels like it's missing. That's why, like, I guess the casual fan don't care about the NBA until after All-Star break because that's when it really matters. Mm-hmm. But from day to day, it just feel like sometimes it don't matter. We're like, a team could go on the five-game lose streak, like, oh, we, we cool. We cool because we got a lot of time. We got 20-something. Like right exactly. We got yeah. so much time left. In reality, they're right. They do have a lot of time. But it just shows that, like, on the day-to-day basis, the regular season doesn't matter much until we get to maybe like post all star. I feel yeah. the same way. That ties into the sitting out and the you know mm-hmm. yeah because they feel like they can afford to yeah. not play Kawhi Leonard or not play. We saw the you know what the Warriors going. You about like to say LeBron James, but we need to play LeBron James. Yeah, Warriors <laughs> was on like a ten game losing streak. Or they had that bad stretch, and then the last two games like that uh, road trip, they just sat to like the starting five. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, we, we'll be fine. We, we got. <laughs> Four more months of this. And the real answer to that is something that nobody wants, because I don't want it either, is shortening the season. Um, Because then the games matter more, because there's less of them, and there's more rest in between for the players. But I don't want to see the season go down, because I enjoy the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the Um, numbers. And I like like the historical value of 82 games and all Mm -hmm. of that stuff. Yeah, from a revenue standpoint, I wouldn't see it. The owners are not going. More opportunities for players, for people, the fans to see the player they want. Yeah. If you're a Steph Curry fan, you only got – yeah, and you got to Chicago one time a year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But if they lower it. Then even yeah, if you, yeah, if they lower it, even if y'all in the same conference, they go from four to two. Mm-hmm. So whereas one home, one away. So yeah. shit. That's why, again, I know nobody else in the world likes the idea. I love the idea of an in-season tournament. I, I just, I, I love the winner go home. I, I, as a guy that's been watching a lot of soccer in the last three, mo- three months, it, it's cool to see these different cups and see people care about things outside of just winning, like, the actual big trophy. Do you want, like, league. that mid-season tournament? Yeah, yeah, I would I would love something like that, if it's done right. Isn't it supposed to be happening next year? I don't think they confirmed anything. Okay. I think Adam Silver has teased it a little bit, but he hasn't confirmed anything. Um, I would love to see the layout of it. I think it's going to be very interesting. Because yeah. in, in a lot of the, the like the cups in the league and stuff, I mean, the, the big thing is that everybody gets paid more money. Yeah, it's like the million-dollar bonus to yeah. who, whatever and team that, wins. That might be enough to make people care. But then again, do LeBron is a near billionaire. Is he a billionaire yeah. yet? Yeah, does I think he, so. Yeah. Does yeah, he care about an extra bonus in the regular season? No, he's probably going to sit those games. So Tell yeah. NBA to link up with Liv. Liv, the people who did their own golf thing. Remember, everybody was dropping out of the PGA Tour to go with Liv, the Saudi Arabia. Oh, no. Oh, I oh, know. Oh, I forgot y'all ain't really into golf. But yes, the Saudi um, Saudi Arabia created their own little version that competed with the PGA Tour. And mm-hmm. the PGA Tour is just so prestigious. They uh, they made guy like, if you left... You you had to just you couldn't be partake in it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it was a it was a very big deal in golf because he had a lot of guys who were falling out of the PGA Tour to go with Liv, and Liv was a little bit more arcadey, more fun. But they had the bags. Oh wow! It's like um, they call purses. They have bigger purses if you win. So mm-hmm. like PGA Tour, you might get two hundred seventy five. This is just an example. I don't know the real numbers, but you might get two hundred seventy five thousand for this tournament. And the Liv is like. The males, we give you eight hundred thousand if you win this. Oh wow! And it's a little bit more simulated golf, so it's a little bit faster paid. You know what I mean? So it's mm. y- y'all see all them ads about the um the other football league during the Super Bowl? What is it? The UFL or some shit? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. Um, I actually didn't even care to watch the Super Bowl commercials this year. They weren't great. You didn't miss anything. I saw Raekwon was in one. I was like, okay, look. I did see that one with um Undertaker and um Kevin I see, Hart. Yeah, I seen the Kevin yeah. Hart one. That's, yeah. The Undertaker appearance was so the, the, funny. I, I thought that show was actually pretty funny. It is like. 
Uh, I heard Kevin took the under. <laughs> he comes, he's like, what y'all mean by that? Yeah. What about the uh, the one where it made you feel like the TV was turning? The Tubi commercial? Yeah. yeah that like, pissed me off. I'm like, Ontario, what's going on J- with the TV? That ass, my dad was looking for the remote. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. It's fucking Tubi. Um, now, uh, I wanted to go back because I, I don't know. I, I just think about what, because it, it never was always like that. I remember teams used to have like, maybe it's just like a pride thing, but it's also like also just teams want to be smart. Chris when Silver I, just got way by the Mavericks. Damn. Shout out Chris Silver. But, uh, Where he come from? What team had him first? The Heat. Yep. The Mike ain't know what that. What team had him first? I thought the Heat did. Oh, well, that's at least where I know him from. That's where I know him from, too. Maybe, maybe he did go somewhere else first. Yeah, um, but I was saying, that, no, it it obviously makes the most sense that, like, you want your best players out there during the postseason and everything. It's a long season, but... It's just I, it, we definitely got away from that because I feel like teams used to have want that home court event. We want the highest seed. Now it really don't feel like it matters. If you're there, you're there. It's cool. Like the Nuggets or the Grizzlies, like you're trying to aim for it. But it's not like teams are, you know, that's why they feel so comfortable sitting out. You know, I'm sitting out three, four starters this game because you're going against the Pistons. You know, I feel like some teams, like the veteran teams, they probably feel like we can go into any building and win. Like mm-hmm. we don't really care what building we in because we know we feel, probably still have a chance to win a game and take home court advantage. That's probably how a lot of those teams – like the Warriors and Clippers probably feel like they can go into any arena and win a game. I still think these teams care. I just think they're about to start caring more in the second half. Yeah. But it's still, so, it's still so tight. It's just 20-something games left, and a lot of the standings between home court advantage and whatnot is like four or five games. So, like, the Suns, if KD come back, they can go steal home court. But well, if, I think the Suns are fourth right now anyway. I think they moved What if up. in some crazy world they made it so the higher seed you are, the more home games. Well, they already have that. But say, like, <laughs> say you're the number one seed, right? Say if you're going against the eighth seed, they don't get a home game unless they literally win one of those games. So it had to be, like, the fifth or sixth. Damn. You know what I'm That's saying? That's cutting so, the revenue from the other yeah, team. That would be, yeah, that would just But be. I see what you mean. Like, I, I'm okay with spicing it up. Like, um, I remember some – it might have been Kevin O'Connor – who suggested, like, if – or maybe it was Bill Simmons. If I'm the one seed, I should be able to pick who I go against in the first round. Mm-hmm. And that just adds another element of rivalry. I think it's going to have to and be beef. like that because I think nobody – as much as people, like, it matters for the home court, nobody breaks their back for that home court Think advantage about it anymore. like this. As of right now, the best team in the Western Conference, the Denver Nuggets, has a chance to go against the Warriors in the first fucking round. Yeah. That would be like a terrible middle finger to the team that cared about the regular season to go against the goddamn Warriors in the first round. It's it's the it's unfortunate. Yeah. And then we saw, oh my God, this a few years ago. Um, was it the Bucks that lost on purpose their last two games of the season? So to, they could go against. Uh, they went against somebody. They wanted like a heat. battle. It was it the Heat. Yeah, I think they they, they wanted to get they get back on the Heat or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but it was something like that. Like you see those type of trying to move throughout the standards in the last week or so. But if you just win the one seat, again, I don't know if I absolutely love it, but it just adds like okay. Mm-hmm. You know, damn, uh, this player's injured on that team. We'll take that. That's the first round back. But what if you like me and you like, man, I, I don't give a fuck. We finna, we, whoever here, we take gonna out prepare the, for. Take out that's the a power person move, person though. Like, take out the hard give, give us, yeah, give us whoever. We don't really care. Put it in the head and you choose. <laughs> <You're> that's <right. laughs> crazy. Like, yeah, we like odds against anybody. That's some shit that John yeah, Morant would say. Motherfuckers get fake offended because you picked them. And yeah. this is like, oh, man. I, we, that's we don't another have, beef. We don't have beef. I'm the one seed and I had to pick one player. I'm going to. You, I picked y'all because I picked. We don't have no beef. Y'all the AC thing. Like we're not. We got beef with the second seed. I like it. Did you see that? We always know the playoffs can come down to like matchup based too. So it's just yeah. like, hey, I don't want to go against that team that matches. It might be AC, but 
they match up perfectly against us. And yeah. then what if you lose when you pick that team? It's just like, oh, spicy and lose shit it. to talk about. I wish we could get that. I haven't seen it like a f- AC upset a first seed. Like, You've never seen it? I haven't like since I've been watching basketball. It hasn't happened. I know the the Warriors did it to yep. Dallas, but like hey, Dirk's I, MVP season. Should've I haven't been watching seen basketball. <laughs> Instead, you wanted to be a kid running around outside having fun. That was what 2000. No, not 2011. That was no, 2000 that was 2006. Okay, seven. 2007, yeah. 2008, something like that. I wanted to be a skateboarder. Yeah, I think that was 2007. We believe Warriors. We believe Warriors. Um, Stephen Jackson, Baron Davis, Monte Ellis, Al Harrington, Matt Barnes. Uh, we saw some teams get close to beating Michael a, Petrius. a two seed as a seven seed. That's fun. We also had the Magic win that first game against Toronto. Yeah, it was the like DJ oh, Augustine. Yeah. Game, right? DJ Augustine. Yeah, the DJ um, Augustine game. He was good. Good for one. The Magic were always good for winning one game as the eight seed every year. The Seventy Sixers are waving Julian Champagne, who I liked out of St. John's, to sign Mac McClung. On a two-way hey, NBA contest. Is, is that so that Mac McClung can have an NBA jersey during the dunk contest? Oh, that would be crazy. Um, I was say with a that would be so crazy. One of the things I dislike, I'll do it this like now. Um, I dislike the the MIP conversations. And I dislike it because, for me, everybody's entitled to have their opinion. I don't, you know, I know fans get super sensitive when it's their team or a player for their team, but – I just really think guys like Shea Gilgis Alexander, John ja Moran, Anthony Edwards should not be included in this award personally. Um, just based off who they are and how their careers have been. I like it when Laurie Marketing type jumps are rewarded, Julius Randle type jumps, Victor Oladipo. And I, I think that's what the award should get back to. I don't I don't want to see guys who we expect to take these jumps to get re- rewarded in that sense, especially because I think they're out of the ballpark. Like I think Shea is an all NBA talent, you know, right now. MIP should not be on his radar or something. He should be warning. You know what I'm saying? I think he's he's on to bigger and better things. And I think guys like like I said, Laurie Markinen, Jalen Brunson. I said Jalen um, Brunson's really. It's more impressive. It's not, the NBA got it wrong Jaylen by Brunson's not putting really Jalen Brunson example. in that game. Hopefully he does because Jalen Brown's injury um, with his face. Um, but yeah, I, I, to me, if I had to choose between what I would prefer to see or what I like seeing. I would love if Johnny Davis exploded in year three to be some 22-point score versus Kay Cunningham becoming a 25-point <laughs> score. Because at some point, we're all like, oh, Kay Cunningham is going to get to that eventually. Mm-hmm. But like right now, based on what we've seen, we wouldn't expect Johnny Davis to become a 20-point score. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you get that, that is so – like Laurie Marketing's career was looking downhillish, it's and now an he's an all-star starter. starter. Yeah. So it's like that to me is way more impressive than Anthony Edwards becoming, you know, a 25 points. As a former first overall pick. That's all. Yeah. Who was I'm not undoubtedly saying, the first round pick. Yeah, too. and I'm not saying <laughs> these guys aren't improving. I'm not saying they can't improve. Obviously they are. But it's not as. But if you go from just the name itself, most improved. Yes, most improved. I mean, Larry Marketing went from, again, an average starter who was basically a th- feel like a throw into that trade. It was mm-hmm. about the pick capital and stuff like that, and Ote Abaji and shit, and now he's an all-star starter. Like, that is the most improvement you can get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, like, a Shea Alexander was on the cusp of an all-star appearance yes. last season. We were upset yes. that he didn't get it. So the fact that he's doing that now and making all-NBA teams potentially, it's a big jump for sure, but not as big as starter – Average starter to all star starter. And I think season. Shea's year was from rookie to sophomore, and I know a lot of people always, but hit that even that jump was still monstrous. Mm-hmm. When he, you know, based off the type of rookie season he had, he was cool, he was good, showed flat, very, very solid. And then he went into like 
next level gear. Mm-hmm. Um, where it was like, hold, hold up, that mo- <laughs> that dude is going crazy. And um, so yeah, I want to see the conversation and the narrative around that award get back towards that, um, just because I think it's it's a lot more exciting and a lot more rewarding, and it makes the NBA do a lot more work because now, as a GM. If I don't have a lot of resources, what I'm now trying to do is I'm trying to look around the league to see yeah. where's a Julius Randle, where's a Lark, where are these guys that are just sitting somewhere, maybe not being as valued or not being in the right situation. Where's the 17-game sample size where this dude is playing a number two option and looking really well, or his best player goes out of the lineup, but now he's put into the number one option, and he's showing a, a smaller sample size, but something there that's worth me chasing so I can put him into a situation where he can reach his fullest potential. Yeah. Because I, that's that's how creative you have to be as a GM when you don't have a budget or a bunch of assets to improve your team. You got to kind of, you know, do a little bit deeper work. I, I'm going to kind of, like, go off that too. I don't even know if I had this as, like, a like. But I, I just like the – just it's just so much opportunity and, like, talent around the league now nowadays that it's just, like, even if somebody is struggling – I've seen so many cases where a player is like, and this is kind of like, I'm thinking about this from Isaiah Joe, because I, I just like the way his style of play is, but he was sitting on the Sixers bench. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing shit, but like OKC found a small gym, and now they do got a dude that leads the league in three-point percentage. Yep. You know, I remember when he first got jazzed, I, I was telling That's people, a like or a dislike? It's a like. It's just like the hidden talent around the league, I would say, is a like. That's why we need an expansion. It's a dislike for me because it's like that talent is sitting somewhere rotting and y'all are making him feel like he can't play. The reason why I like it is it makes the the GM's job so much harder, bro. Because it's like you just can't look at like, oh, he's averaging 15 points. He'll be a great addition to my team. It's a lot of players that average probably under five points, but you add them to your team – they might be a lot more productive, and then just like different environments have been changing a lot of. These but GMs should like know this, though. I think it's, it's it should be easier for GMs because that's their job. Right. Cam, it's not a GM in the league right now who don't know who Cam Thomas is and that he was capable of doing what he was doing because mm-hmm. all of these teams scouted him in college, probably worked him out because he wasn't a top pick. He was picked in the twenties, so they probably all worked him out, and they know who the name Cam Thomas is. So it's like, I don't think that these guys be surprised. I think they be like some of us. Like, damn, that motherfucker ain't know where they're playing. We would have drafted his. his, his <laughs> and then it's like, boom, he gets his opportunity. He has three straight 40-point games. And I don't think a lot of the GMs or front office people around the league are, oh, my gosh, that's only NBA media who didn't watch college basketball and didn't know anything about Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas broke records at Oak Hill for scoring. And we know the names that have been through Oak Hill doors. He went into to LSU as a freshman and was one of the top scorers in the, in the entire NCAA. That's very rare for a freshman to come in and be a top scorer. Trey Young led the league in uh, scoring and assisting. That was a big deal. Kevin Durant was one of those type of guys. But guys don't just come in as freshmen filling it up. And he averaged a dub at LSU out of nowhere, boom. And so I people know that you know, but yeah, I I do like that though. I do like that there's a lot of talent, but I definitely want to see. Uh, it was good to see, see it get utilized. It was good to see uh, after Peyton Pritchard had made those comments. I think Marcus, <laughs> well, Marcus Smart was out. I think Malcolm Brogdon or Malcolm Brogdon was out, and Peyton Pritchard he made the most out of his minutes. He was out there hoop. That's Derek th- White. Yes, player of the week. Been a Bills yeah, man of the week. Yeah, two like, games with ten assists. And then he had eight threes in one of That's those That's why games. I need that shit where you was talking about, oh, it shows, or well, Pierre was talking about the list where it shows you people are out. Because I seen dude was making the bets. He was like, 
uh, Derek White for eight plus assists. Which anytime he plays point guard, even when he when I think with Dejounte Murray was out with the Spurs, yes, he would have just big. He would be looking to play making everything. Remember so, he got to the team USA Select team because he was playing so well with the Spurs. Like he's Derek White is a very good. I like him and Brogdon. They're kind of similar where they're really good basketball players mm-hmm. and they can make good decisions, but they also can get hot and fill it up quickly for you in a little spurt or two. Um, the Peyton Pitchers, this, this shit is bizarre to me. Is it not bizarre? I'm overreacting. But, like, Peyton Pritchard is saying. I like that he's talking. Yeah, he's <laughs> saying, not, like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, I'm not used to it. So maybe it's not bizarre. I'm just not used to a player being so honest on a really great team. The is, he, saying, is he on a podcast or something? Why am I hearing so he, many he Peyton Pritchard? <laughs> like, after games yeah. and shit. He was just in a hallway the other day. Like, yeah, obviously I'm disappointed. I thought I'd be traded. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> Whoa. They had a lineup yesterday or a couple days Smell ago. Like playing 2K and pressing X too fast. It was, <laughs> it was Peyton Pritchard, Lou Cornette, Mike Muscala. Mike like, Muscala looked good. And like yesterday he did. He had some threes. Yeah. And a couple other like light skinned brothers. And they was yeah. like, damn. Uh, the Grizzlies can kill with no melanin on the court. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they couldn't get no damn rebound. <laughs> uh, one of my likes is a very small one is a clutch player of the year award. I, I love the fact that this is a thing now. Because right now, in my mind, it's a two-man race. De'Aaron Fox, Kyrie Irving. De'Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox Kyrie De'Aaron Fox had 10 points going into the fourth quarter against Man, Kyrie Irving in that game. It ended with 34. And then Kyrie last night had, what, 26 in the fourth quarter alone? Like, like I like that we just add an extra thing that he we got to go chat back about. Back scenes where he the lead uh, fourth. It's going to be a bunch of comments like, school. Kenny, what about shit? I know. They're going to mention it, but who cares? It's going to be like, I feel like the uh, Clutch Player of the Year Award is going to be one of those awards that change every single season. Yes, it's yeah. gonna be like a should. most improved type thing. As it should, um, and I, I, I love that. It's hard to be a clutch yeah. ass guy twenty four seven. Right, exactly. I think it's crazy how Kyrie was on a team with Kevin Durant, and now he's on a team with Luca, and he's still like the best fourth quarter scorer on those what teams. Do? Well, he also played with LeBron and hit the big shot. Yes, and he also played with LeBron, <laughs> and, he, and he, it took and hit the big shot. LeBron wanted Watch to get out. it to him. LeBron, LeBron wanted to get it to him. Yeah. LeBron knew how clutch he was. LeBron was like, "Hold on, let him cook." <laughs> My one of my likes that Toy is, Story meme is hilarious. By the way, I laugh every time I see it. Well, uh, Woody is like, "Hold on, let him cook." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my my like is the NBA being in good hands post LeBron era. Mm. Uh, you got Giannis, Jokic, Luca, Ja Morant. Like the league is still gonna be very exciting, and the torch is gonna be passed very easily. When is the post LeBron era? Probably like two years. Did you, you ever so? think it would be in doubt? I didn't think I would, like, let me, so, I, like, I loved this LeBron era. So, like, I didn't think I would, like, enjoy it as much, if that makes sense. So, that's that's makes sense, because my pops, um, once Kobe retired, he stopped watching basketball completely. Yeah. That's what made me know that I was going to be good. When Kobe retired, I was like, damn, nothing changed. Mm-hmm. So, I, like, I don't care about LeBron. I obviously care that he's retired. I don't want to see him retire. But I don't feel like the game ain't going to be the yeah, same. Right. I, yeah. I didn't get the feeling because you know how people be like, you know, um, and we're going to probably have that too. But you know how like it'll be 15, 10 years down the road. And you'd be like, damn, I wish I could would like appreciate him in this time. I had that with Tim Duncan. Yeah. it's. I had that with LeBron James with the Heat and Kevin Durant with the Warriors. I, I'll go back and I do that a lot. I'll go mm-hmm. back and watch people and be like, damn, this is a special moment. Did I not really Cause soak this up? Yeah, I was hating for sure. <laughs> yeah. I will not lie. It's I was just like once. Once he's gone, you're going to miss the game. I just feel like once it does happen, once he does retire, I'm not going to miss it as much because it's, we just, we're like you said, we're in good hands with talent around the league. Yeah. You know, I look over, dude, Donovan Mitchell got 70. Jason Tatum got 50, 60. So it's always these type of nights. I feel you. I, I, it's only when it falls upon, upon me. Like, 
I was, you know, obviously been moving. So I had mm-hmm. to build my bookshelf. So I'm putting all my my Kobe books and mama mentality. It's like, damn. Or the Jordan, uh, uh, the last dance. You were, like, it's like, damn. I gotta, I gotta go, go tune in. Or I, I see a Mark Gasol card on on 2K mm-hmm. and my team. And I'm like, I gotta go watch some grit and grind. Right. Even when I did soak certain shit up, you still miss it because it's gone. But it's yeah. like, it ain't to the point where it's like how KB saying. Ken is about like no more Kobe you know the game is going to progress it's going to get better and it's always going to be somebody there to fill that void but it definitely do miss certain things like I still miss seven seconds or less Phoenix Suns basketball I still miss fucking prime Derrick Rose prime Derrick Rose Mm. took it for granted bro took it for granted I'm watching every night and still yeah I was gonna say some shit you're gonna take for granted because it's just like it's Once it's gone, day, it's gone yeah. forever. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you can you can enjoy it as much as you want to, but it's like it's it has a stop, and that's why I be trying to tell fans like, man, stop all this nut shit. Y'all gonna see. Fact Y'all like people see. who be talking shit about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, you gonna miss Kevin Durant. Yeah, they he's gonna gone. Yeah. Y'all might call him like a snake. He a traitor. He la- Kevin Durant is amazing, and when you look back at it after you grew up and mature, you like, damn. I really didn't take in how good Kevin Durant really is. That's also the downfall of being a big NBA fan as a kid. Because a lot of the shit I took for granted was because I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit. You know, it was Bulls playoff games that I missed that Derrick Rose played in because I was a kid. Just, I, just, I had yeah. basketball outside games. And, yeah, I had to go outside yeah. and parties. I had, to, I had to be a kid. So it's just like now as an adult where, like, my life I can – cultivate it the way I want. I can say I ain't doing shit today because I know these playoff games is here or it's Christmas Day and I want to watch everything. But sometimes as a kid, it's like you have to go here with your mom. You have to go to your dad's house this weekend and now you're on your way to your dad's house in the middle of the fucking game. So it's, it's all and type we have, of shit. And we had the phones we had to just watch the games on our yeah, phones. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Watch highlight culture was now. Highlight culture you came. Tell your, tell your mom and dad for like, a, what is a NBA league pass? Like 150, 200 something? League dollars? pass yeah. wasn't even really a thing. Muffins and we have one computer in the house, Bro, and it was in the living room. I will say this. <laughs> League Pass was a thing, but it damn sure wasn't being bought. That's so I didn't even think to ask. That's a I lot of money to ask. ask. Yo, OG, My mom would have been like, you want that or you want some basketball shoes? Oh, well, I need basketball shoes. <laughs> I ain't playing in my last year's shoes for no damn NBA League Pass. And then Bro, also- that's how my shit went with D-Row when I went to the playoff game. It was my birthday. My mom said, you can either have an Xbox or you can go to this playoff game. <laughs> Which for as a kid, Damn. I'm like, bro, that's this is a, a new spot, fucking bro. Xbox. That's a bro. tough spot as a kid, yeah. bro. It's the new yeah. Xbox that just came that's out. A tough you can't spot. do that now. Your mom, this is when y'all your mom was damn near petty. Was the 360 party. <laughs> your mom damn near petty because that's a tough <laughs> spot to put a kid in. And honestly, and then as a kid, you're going to think, oh, I could just watch the game on TV and have my Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that anymore. You're going to pick the damn game and Jimmy Butler not going to play. You're like, damn, <laughs> I should have <laughs> took the Xbox. Damn. And also, I think fan. I'm a, I, we gotta we gotta drill it in. This is before highlight culture. There is no Instagram in 2009. It's for GD Factory. Yeah, this is dope. We no had Dawkins. Highlights. I think this is before Dawkins. Okay. Dawkins was around in 2009. Mm, maybe not. Maybe not. This is like yeah, where like you just miss some shit. Like yeah, uh, if I miss well, this is Kobe against the Celtics type year. Like if I missed that shit, I was watching the ESPN or the news. I used to get the newspaper to keep up. Yeah, with I baseball. used to get the newspaper. Too. I still got the newspaper somewhere in my mom's house when Derek of Derek Rose was getting drafted. He's holding mm-hmm. the. I got the, the World Series newspaper at my mom's White house. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, 
Yeah. That motherfucker probably. Now, that shit moldy. definitely wasn't no YouTube around for that. Yeah. I used yeah, to no. YouTube. Uh, they still forget about that to this day. When you look, like, they did a graphic on ESPN that was, like, championships won in Chicago when the Sky won. It was the Sky. It was the Bulls doing the, the six championships. It was the Cubs. Bears. It was the Bears. And they didn't even mention the fucking old five White Sox. Like, it, it don't <laughs> even exist anymore. Shout out to my mama. She let me miss school for the parade. And I cried. I went to one of those playoff games. Oh, I was a shorty um, against the Angels. Oh, yeah. We played against the Angels. Against yes, the Angels. we did. Pops took me to one of those yes, games. Yes, we did. We we played great baseball against them. Oh, they had me a little scared. I ain't going to lie. Would y'all Vladimir let y'all Guerrero. kids stay home for 2K Day? Yes. yes. No. I love, whatever, whatever I love their, y'all. Whatever their version of 2K Day is. Because, yes. you know, 2K is shit. But yeah. like if they was big into Call of Duty drop or some shit. Yes, absolutely. Well, let me let me not. I say mean, they it. got it's, it depends on the child. Yes, first of all. Yes, is yes. your grades right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you acting the ass? Then no. I always tell myself, if you do whatever you got to do, you can do whatever. You can do whatever you want in my house if you do what you're supposed to do. If you got certain chores that me and mom lined up and you do your grade, you don't have to be a scholar, but just get good, you know, good grades. You're putting in the proper work on whatever your extracurricular is. If you're a basketball player, baseball player, we're going to put in some work. We, every day we're putting in at least 30 minutes to an hour of some work in. Then you can do whatever the hell you want to do. But if you if you bullshitting me on that extracurricular, you ain't trying to put in no work on that basketball court or the baseball, whatever you want to I'll let you pick. If them grades ain't hidden and them chores ain't done, don't ask me shit about nothing. But what if, if they're not into sports and they don't want to do it? I just it. said they could pick whatever the hell they want to pick. Oh. It's an extracurricular thing. But okay. the whole idea of sitting around a house doing nothing yeah, you would, play the not, trombone or something. would not fly Ari, Is Ari I wish in school I, yet, P? I wish I would have played. Is I wish, Ari in school? Ari's in school right now. Um, Ari uh, is swimming. Not, uh, she did gymnastics. Say, my favorite thing. You, you cannot just sit. You're not going to be able to be a kid sitting around my house all day. No, my <laughs> favorite thing. You, you don't, you, that's how you grow friendships. That's how you grow yeah. lessons. It's just in general. You got to do something. I wish I did when I got high school. My little sister does it. They used to get home. I'd be used to like y'all. Y'all did y'all homework, and they'll be like, they'll hit that look around and be like, "Yeah, we did it." <laughs> no, y'all, no, y'all ass did not, bro. Derek, to his initial question, you said no. You're not gonna let your kid chill out and on they 2K day, whatever. That Would you let them do senior ditch day? Senior ditch day. He only letting them skip if they ask to get breakfast. They could do <laughs> <laughs> now. Now we talking. Hell yeah, we can go get breakfast. <laughs> Then I'm, drop your ass right off, then I'm gonna drop your ass right off in school. Right in second period. <laughs> a, lot of people, a lot of people ask me the question you asked too. My mom, Dan, the whole, what if they're not into sport? It's so tough for me to believe that a kid of mine is gonna come out of my body. Oh no, man. Come out of Mr. my down the son was playing the trombone. Come he out, was six four. <laughs> <laughs> come out of my I don't know what his house was like. You come in my house, you're tripping over basketball shoes, you're stepping on basketball figures, it's basketball this, hey, basketball that. Ari played two K yesterday. But he might have been in the league to the point where he got swallowed up by it and he's like, Man, I don't even love yeah, this he's shit. Probably doing he had to deal yeah, with the I business. Ari literally played two K yesterday. <laughs> she asked to play every day, just for a quarter. She asked me during my playoff game. That's why dude was up at halftime. I'm like, Ari, you might have to get your ass out. That's how I feel too. <laughs> now that I'm actually here doing this fatherhood shit. Everything, if you look at my Instagram story right now, she's playing basketball by herself. Like, I didn't even tell her. Like, I didn't get her the ball. She crawled over, picked up a ball, and she's dunking the ball. Oh, wow. Just because it's just there. It's just happens. It's it's so hard. Like, Dana asked me, what do you mean? It's just like, I I understand. I'm not going to force nobody to do anything they don't want to do, especially my kid. You go be great at whatever you want to be. But it's hard for me to, but knowing how I grew up as well, I think I'm into basketball because it was just around my dad's house. KB, yeah. KB would come over for the weekends. Like, all right, y'all do whatever y'all want to do. 
But it's like we had to do basketball. Yeah. He only buying two K. It was only two K. It was only Slam magazine. Only basketball <laughs> movie. All right, y'all, chill out, watch a movie. You go to his movie collection. It's fucking the Hoosiers, blue, chip. blue chips. <laughs> it's just like it's basketball. Coach Coach you look Coach around the wall. It's an Iverson fucking poster. It's just yeah, like no choice. Yeah, really, no, no choice. So it's like even yeah. if it wasn't that, it was like NCAA football. Like it was something yeah, sports. Something sports it was also something sports. So it's like for sure. If my son wanted to be a fucking golfer. Knock yourself out. Hell yeah, we here for that. <laughs> but the point is, there is nothing you're going to pick, no extracurricular, where you think you're not going to do shit. You, you're not you're going to be working anything. at something. That's if good. You're going to play chess. We're going to be on that chess board. Yes. Every day, we're putting 30 to an hour into I'm something not extracurricular. Cheating. As long as who's not cheating? On that chess shit. Hey, if you can win, you can. No, yeah. Nah, <laughs> Are y'all going to have your kids? Yeah. yeah. Will y'all kids have to work in high school? No, no. It, it depends. No. It, I, I think it all depends. Would they have to? I don't think I had to work in high school, but I just the way I was raised, I wanted to work because I saw facts. my dad work all all the facts, time. Facts. I just yeah. wanted my like own, I, I wanted my own money. From shit. the moment I got my first job, I've never asked my dad for no lunch money. No, he, he ain't. He paid my phone bill still, and I'm 26. But like other than that, I. Same. I never asked him for shit because I wanted to be independent, and that was something that like he taught me throughout my life. Like, Literally the day after my birthday, when I turned sixteen, my mom went and got me job applications. Said, "Start filling these out." Well, if you was my son, I did the same. Like, you, but like, but you I also helped you. Half a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I know you used to fuck shit. Oh, bro! <laughs> but I think it also helped you though because you have really good work ethic. You do, yeah, and part of that's yeah. probably because of that moment. And so, I guess Bertillo's just built, puts it day. into you. <laughs> I be thinking about, whoa, Dick puts it into you? Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Till this day, I be thinking about what uh, Darny, who's like, well, he's mostly Pierre's friend, but he, we, we all know Darny. He's a good friend of ours. He was like, I'll never forget the day my dad told me, like, don't ever ask me for some shit that you can't afford. And he was a kid himself. <laughs> I'm like, bro, that's some fucked up shit to say, bro. Darn Darn you have that on best Twitter, stories, right? bro. What yeah, happened? Like that, that, he put that on Twitter? I think so, yeah. yeah. That shit was dumb. I would never tell my kid that. <laughs> what did, oh, what did, it was a story don't he put in. It makes sense, though. Like, you can't do buy yourself. No, he, actually, it don't make sense. No, because he's a, a kid. kid can't afford shit. Right. So, like, don't ask me for them 50 cent now, ladies. You can't afford it. <laughs> That's fucked up, Darnie. I gotta text Darnie. I'm gonna text him right now. Like, hey, that shit fucked up what your pops told you. He gonna be like, what? What did Darnie put in this story recently? He was like, oh, he was like reading some self help shit. He was repeating after the self help. Oh, shit. you said it should sound goofy, but it worked. <laughs> yeah. You gonna have a good ass day. Oh, I think man. he has one of the best stories. He's funny as hell. I think I he started it. YouTube for a little bit, right? Yep, and then yep. I think he he might have dropped it by now. But he he a funny ass dude. But yeah, what you said? We are we gonna make our kids do oh work? No, 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 no. I mean, if they want to, I'm not stopping them from grinding. Um, but I don't know what work is gonna look like by the time our kids have to yeah. work. I mean, oh yeah, everybody kids working be to, twelve years old. We got a YouTube channel. Yeah, <laughs> you working right there. True. Um. So yeah, yeah. Things a lot always of people start and get their kids with like TikTok accounts at young ages. See, that's when like. That's that's the I I don't really like that type yeah. of shit. You don't. I, I I think I might have to in, insert a law in my house. I was in an Uber drive. I was on the social. Uber ride home, <laughs> and the dude was telling me he's like, "Yeah, I'm talking to this girl." I be telling her she just need to get her phone out of record because dude could get five million and five million views on TikTok over the night. I'm like, bro, sit your ass down, bro. And they don't even be for nothing. Them TikTok views equate for seven dollars. <laughs> It's so it's just so much shit on the internet where it's just like I don't like seeing There's that. so many creeps on the internet. That's yeah, very that much so. 
But it's yeah, like you could you can be scrolling and see a dead body just for yeah. no reason. Yeah. Like ah, Mm-mm. it's not. Good. I don't think it's good to be intaking that, especially as a kid. Would man. y'all let y'all pets be models? Pets? Yeah. My pet. If my yeah. pet is I getting pl- paid, if my I, pet is bringing applied, in some money, hail the fuck. I applied yeah. for my. I applied for my cat to be a model. I wouldn't. I, like I. I don't even. How do you? That's something you have to yeah, do. You have and to I apply for that. It. But if some, if I was going through PetSmart and the dude was like, "We want him on the ad right now," I'm like, "Yeah, yeah sure." <laughs> no, but, yeah, PetSmart had was like looking for um cat and dog models, oh, and I applied. Okay. You put the application. What if yeah. they say not not model material? What what you doing? You taking I, I offense to that? I don't know. They didn't they didn't Uh-oh. respond yet. So ugly. That's exactly how I imagine that shit going down. Is at PetSmart and somebody sees him like that's exactly. But I think there'd be, st- be stories like that. I wasn't the model, but I was in the mall and some <laughs> recruiter saw me and you know he asked me if I wanted to model. Now I'm a model. Like damn, you got lucky as hell that day. Right. You fine though. Yeah, I mean, she's fine. Um, but here's a like of mine. Um, and I wouldn't even thought about this if it weren't for thinking basketball the podcast. Um. Players that don't reset themselves when they catch the ball on a on a shot. Oh, like Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Jeremy, Jeremy Grant, Grant is, is fucking great, amazing. He will catch that bitch right here and he's and shooting it from wherever right here. he catch it from. He's shooting he's it, shooting it, bro. Yes. So like him, Nicholas Batum, yes. the game yes. winner or game time shot he hit, he caught that bit right here. Do it up. Pat Connaughton is another good example. Of this Clay, Tom- Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson can't do it. Bro, he does it. I was thinking this. that Clay Thompson is so good at he, he can do that, this. but he yeah, can also he can reset himself so fast. Right, exactly. So like he can do it, but because he is so quick with it, he do reset. But like I was, I watched every single three pointer last night. Because Kyrie Irving is really good at just like doing. Can it Can you wherever. let me talk my shit, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I watched every single three pointer last night in preparation for this because I knew it was gonna be one. Kyrie Irving was one. Of the <laughs> Kyrie Irving, <laughs> he caught that one right here. There was no reset down to center gravity or whatever. He just let it ride, bro. Isaiah Joe, a name you mentioned earlier, a dude that will catch the ball from whatever, and he's shooting it. Cam Johnson did it a few times last yes, night. Cam Johnson, I I love that, bro, because that's like. Obviously, I'm not a good shooter. I mean, y'all go see that on YouTube. I do that. I do that. Yeah, you know myself. Oh, As a yeah. defender, you're not really prepared for that. Exactly. Just, that gives you no time to do anything. You can't contest yeah. it. You cannot. So I'm, the fact that you bring up Jeremy Grant is great because he had slipped my mind because he didn't play last night. Yeah. So I went, I, but he's a perfect example of those type of dudes. He, he literally missed. He yeah. started doing that in what Detroit, I think. I don't know. He's so good at it too. So it's good, at amazing. It, yeah. So yeah, just people. I mean, obviously, I people that reset are great too. But like, if you can just catch and just immediately yeah, I think fire that's just, that, that's all that muscle memory, bro. Batum is a great one. Batum is the yeah, perfect. Does it so much. I, and the reason it he came up, like, I think in basketball, did an award, and Batum won the award. Mm-hmm. As like, I'm a catch and I'm a shooter wherever that ball ended up in my pocket. <laughs> I uh, one like for me was um, this is just this is um the Jazz committed commitment to competing. Like they going into the season looked like they would have been a lottery team, and they actually went the reverse route. And they actually competed, and now they're in the play in. They're fun to watch, and it's it's actually a really good team over there. Yes, yeah, I was very surprised by that this season because uh, they were projected to be the bottom of the Western Conference. Yes, twenty three wins, and, and at, at one the, point they were at the top of the Western Conference. Yep. and they they got twenty nine wins before the All Star break, so they're doing great stuff. Who the Jazz? Oh, the Jazz. I'm sorry, yes. I'm sorry. They did sell obviously a little bit at the yeah, deadline, yes. but they still are like they won Clarkson. last night without them. Mm-hmm. Um, without those guys, because Clarkson stepped up again. Uh, stepped up again, and uh, THT became a point guard, um, backup point guard last night, which was interesting to see. Um, my last like, just to get it out of the way, was for fulfilled potential. I think that like 
in general, people always pay attention to the bus. Oh, Greg Oden won this, or this player won this. But they don't, like, think about the fact that, like, LeBron James, and this is the reason, because he just broke the record, so this has been on my mind. LeBron James was the chosen one at a high school, and he fulfilled everything and some. Mm-hmm. I've been reading those old articles and projecting the top 20 players in basketball from five years ago before Luka Doncic ever played a second in the NBA. And people's like, he going to be top five. And it's five years later, and he is top five. So, like, just to see players with these expectations carry them. Tim Duncan um, did it perfectly. You know, everybody, he was the next whatever, whatever. And he ended up being one of the top ten players of all time. Or, like, a Dwight Howard was one of the super uh, t- touted prospects out of high school. He ended up doing it, you know, defensive player of the years, all NBA teams, MVP conversations. And and those type of things are excited for me um, because, I mean, I think people focus on the people that don't end up hitting that potential. But when yep. they do, it's magnificent. I was going to say, it also takes a little bit of light away from the players that kind of they, – they literally do fulfill their potential because, you know, they do get the, to, to the best of their product or what they can be. But it also can be a little bit just skewed because, like you said, the hype of just what a player – like Andrew Wiggins, they – Always, you know, they thought he was going to be all-star. They had next LeBron Maple or next Jordan. Kobe, next Jordan, next to him. But he was, in all honesty, he was a very good, he's a very good basketball player. You know, I think that it really goes into just, like, the hype that's behind you in terms of, like, what you need to do. But just being, having a consistent 10-plus years in the NBA is very, very successful, you know? Mm-hmm. I think While it's funny it, how 2K gives the commentary on LeBron. They're like, man, anything less than a top five player would have been a failure for him. And I'm just like, damn. He literally had the chosen one. I mean, one yeah, that, that's he, actually somebody true. Me, somebody pissed me off in my chat yesterday. Um, it was like after he broke the record, too. He was like, now we can finally say LeBron is top 25 all time. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. That shit funny. pissed me off. I said, bro, you ain't here talking about top 25. Like, this man is damn near top two, not two. Yeah. That's funny, though. That My last, like, is tied into the same thing, but a less mm-hmm. lower. I kind of like. I like the guys who weren't projected, who turned out to be very, very good. Um, and I like second chances or more chances. I like that second chance. So I like, like to see the Sacramento Kings. I like to see Malik Monk and Trey Lyles doing their thing. Um, I, I like to see uh, Isaiah Joe with the Thunder. That's one of my favorite things at the NBA where – Keon Johnson, Justice Winslow had some moments uh, throughout the Blazers season, preferably back when the Blazers was on point doing yeah. their, their thing. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, his 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 uh, value. It's like his fourth chance. Yeah, he's been on a lot of teams, but he's always been, been good. It's been off the off the charts. You know, I just I just I I just like that. I like that a lot, man. When you see guys able to re rejuvenate themselves, and they don't have to always be at the MIP level like mm-hmm. Laurie, but just like, oh damn. I, you know, I see some of these guys so much throughout the course of things from high school basketball rankings. You see a guy be top this, top that, go to college, may struggle, end up being a second-round pick, bounce around the league for a few teams, G League stint. And then next thing you know, they're a consistent rotational player. And yeah. it's it's very interesting to see because you get to see players grow up. You know what I mean? I remember Jared Vanderbilt at Kentucky and, you know, not playing a lot of games and being hurt and just wondering who this mystery dude was and he still left for the draft and went to the Nuggets and Lamar Odom, you know, comparisons and things like that. And then I'll see him. Lamar Odom coming back, by the way. um, What you mean? He's working out with the Dallas Mavericks right now. Chris I thought, Silva I, I thought that was Lamarcus. Lamarcus Aldridge. Oh, what did you say? Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom. I was like, huh? Yeah, I was like, whoa. My fault. I thought said Lamarcus. But they, yeah, they wave Chris Silva for that, by the way. I, I like that, man. I like yeah. that. So I think that that's a good one. That just goes in part to like that NBA journey, too. Cause for the most part, like 
I'd say 99.9% of these guys, they're the guy just for most of their time, you know, until they really get to like True. college or whatever. So it's just like how every, you find, ain't that crazy thing about every, whoever you think is the bummest NBA player. He was that man. He was somewhere. that man in high school. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. nigga was feared. He got ass. He was the big man on campus. Except like AC Green. He was him. Except AC Green. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Nick Skowskis was that guy mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah, Peyton Pritchard is probably a god on his campus at Oregon and in high school. Who, <laughs> whoever's the backup of a backup that you probably glance over, like ah, that man was the is the god. He was a top. He the neighborhood hero. Probably one of the best play, the best player in the state too. Here are the ranking the worst players in the NBA right now, and this is by advanced stats. It's Keon Johnson. Damn. Um, <laughs> Keon Johnson was just a, a, a one and done guy at do Tennessee. Y'all, y'all want to hear these top ten worst players in basketball right now? Yeah, that's it. That's here. Keon Johnson is the worst. Okay. Garrett Temple. Okay. LSU legend. Patrick Baldwin. Vic. UW Milwaukee. I don't know what what Crazy went. Number five, James Wiseman. Wow. Memphis stand up. Number six, Malachi Branham. Ohio uh, State stand up. Number seven, uh, Diakite. Diakite. Yeah. Who the fuck is Diakite? From the um. Isn't that the dude that in college had the different color hair at Virginia? You know what I'm talking about? At Virginia, or maybe it was Maryland. If you got peace stuff on the college shit. Bogus as hell. How? It's Diabate. Oh, my fault. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like Diakite. El reader. <laughs> El reader for sure. It's Smith. Definitely went to Virginia though. Good, good, good memory, boy. Um, it's Smith. Wake Forest. Josh Christopher, Jaden Hardy, Arizona State, Jaden um, Hardy, G League, and those those are the top, the top ten worst players according to this one advanced stat. I will say uh, that's a dislike for me. I I was super super intrigued with Josh Christopher uh, after his f- rookie year at, at the, with the Rockets. I thought he had some 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 stuff yeah, there. I, I would ask about him if I'm on other teams because he yeah, don't be getting minutes like that. He, he really don't. He gave me a Marcus Smart vibe last year. He was year with hooping them. in the summer league. In the summer league, he yeah. was hooping. He was a little, you know, they was letting him play point guard. I, I liked. I don't know what's going on over there, but you know, I liked what I saw from him in that rookie year and his sophomore year has not been the same at all, mm. at all, at all. But a lot of those guys, luckily, are still young on that list. Gary Temple, Ishmael, y'all got some shit. Y'all I remember when they on. said Darius Garland was the worst player in the league. Uh, that was always stupid. <laughs> that was always stupid. That, that was just a lot of the advanced stats like that don't take consideration supporting cast. And yeah, I was gonna say I never I, was I a fan of why, why some of the people on that list. <laughs> and if you go back to that footage, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm defending Darius Garland, worst defensive player in basketball. The same way I defended Kevin Knox when they got that claim too. Because <laughs> they just too young, they babies. But damn, Kevin, the worst defender. Uh-huh. Who? Uh huh. Who? Trey Young. Oh, we knew. Is that it right. a, like a top Trey Young? No, is it a top list? Oh, of these? oh yeah, I can. He go uh, all Jokic? the way down to fifty. Jokic, what? you don't watch basketball, oh, man. man. You don't it's watch the basketball. Worst defender in basketball. You think Jokic is the worst defender in basketball? Much, I was just thinking of the guys. Who... You on Twitter too much, Demas? The worst defender. Like he ain't no Bam out of bio. No. I'm gonna tell you, all of these people are guards. Damian Lillard. Nope. I'm Steph only Curry. looking. I'm looking at top ten. Nope. Uh, Jalen Brunson. Nope. Tyler no, Hero? You're not going to. Yeah. yeah, you name it. Too I, I admire players. you from even giving guesses. You're not going to get them. I'll just tell you. Then they said Jalen Brunson. Malachi Branham. Um, 
Malachi Flynn is a name, I would guess. Not Jalen Brunson. You got a name of a motherfucker that don't really like be on shit. Jalen Green, Malik B. Sadiq Bay is number five. Jaden Ivey, Josh Christopher, Anthony Simons, Bones Highland, Colin, Colin Sexton. Those are the ten worst defensive players of basketball. Remember Colin I see, Sexton I've, came in as a defender? I visually see that <laughs> Anthony Simons shit. <laughs> what about the best defenders in yeah, basketball? You, you, that would have been a good one for you. <laughs> what about the best defenders in basketball? Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Is not top ten again. This yeah. is one advanced stat. Giannis, so Nicholas Claxton, Claxton, no. Giannis, Giannis no. Damn. Giannis is thirteenth. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron Jackson Jr. is number five. Draymond Green. Draymond Green is number four. Um, all of Mikael them. Bridges. All Jaden of them McDaniels are centers. Jaden. Oh, oh. And then Robert Williams. One guard. Robert Williams. No. Jared Allen. Uh, I was gonna say Jared Allen. Jared Allen, no. Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo, no. Oh shit, Damn. Bam ain't in it. I can't get it. <laughs> yeah, no, this is not Anthony a great Davis. Style. Look at that. Uh, Anthony Davis, number seven. Rudy. Rudy Gobert. Rudy number is number two. Um, uh, Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson is not. Um, Daniel rook- Gafford. <laughs> One of them is an MVP candidate. Center. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. Oh, we don't. Another <laughs> is an MVP candidate. Center. Oh, Jokic. Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is on there. Yeah, Brooke and Jokic Lopez is on number there. nine. Mr. The worst, worst defender. Defender in the league. Damn, come on. Get off Twitter, bro. You're reading too many The number replies. one defensive player in the league, according to Kraft the DPM. Is he a starting player? No, not full time. He's a guard, though. He wear a tight ass headband. Derek White. No, that's a good guess, though. A tight ass headband. Tight ass headband. Give all a bunch of hustle. Oh, oh Pat Jose, Jose Alvarado. Nope, nope. Tight ass Those are both Those are your guesses. Patrick Beverly ought to have been like, damn, we should have kept his ass then. Is Alex Caruso. Oh, my God. Skin tight hair, Ben. Tight ass hair, Ben. That's a great description. (laughs) That's a great description. (laughs) That's what he will. Shout out to him, man. Good guesses, though, dude, really. After that, Jokic. (laughs) I like these type of stats, even though they obviously don't. It's so like it, yeah, it's always there's another category. Skew. Who are the best three and D players in basketball? Oh, I love this. Let's, let's do this. And who are the guys that's gonna keep jobs for a long time? Mikael Bridges. Uh, let's, I'm, I'm curious no, to hear this because I, I want to see if they're actually three and D. Clay Thompson. Nope. Uh, Jaden McDaniels. Uh, Jaden McDaniels number seven. I will Very say all of these guys are role players. Of course, they should be. So <laughs> no Clay Thompson. No, is no, there a, is there a star D, three and D guy? Tell me about a star three um, and D guy. Tobias Harris. What? <laughs> no, no, I think he's guessing. He's guessing. That's all. That's no, a bad I'm, I'm guess. Just, well. I'm yeah, that's a terrible guess. Yeah. Um, See, I, I've heard some crazy oh, names KCP. on this list. So. Kadavis Cobo Pope. That's Good a great guess, guess. But he's number 13. It's not yeah. That's a great guess, d um, That's a really good guess. Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain, not on the list. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is actually a good Dylan one. Dylan Brooks, not top 10. Wow, I'm surprised about that. One of these guys we mentioned Javon earlier. Carter. Oh, nope. you know who could be a 3 and D uh, star? Paul George. Nope. I'm not seeing I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. But he, he, could. he shoots a lot of threes. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm going to give y'all some hints. OG. OG, I don't know he's number 11. So Ooh, damn, he's right in the top what? 10. So, Lou Dort. Nope. Think more defensive minded. I think it Torrey helps. Craig. Jared Vanderbilt. No, no. Uh, damn. Defensive minded, defensive minded. One of these guys we mentioned early on the show because he'd been hooping his ass off. Uh, we actually Oh, just, Denny. Nah, no. Oh, shit. We also just mentioned him because I said tight ass hairband. Yeah, Alex Caruso. Nope. Jose Alvarado. Nope. Pat Bear. Nope. Who he, else do we? He won Player of the Week this week. Derek White. Derek White. Oh, oh Derek shit. White's number one. No more actually. hints. No more hints. No <laughs> Derek White is number one. Uh, does this play, is is any of these players hurt currently? Um, do, do, do. 
No, not from my understanding. No. Okay. So they're three and D. Think more. Again, PJ think, Tucker. Nope. Think more defensive minded for somebody like this number two dude. I don't see him as a three point shooter. Brooke Lopez. No, all all wings. All wings. This number two dude, you don't see as a. I don't see him as a three point shooter. Dorian so Finney Smith. That's who I was thinking. Pete. Good DFS guess. is not here. He's number fifteen on the list. Actually. Cam Johnson. Nope. We talking role role players. Okay. Number two guy. He does start. Get, uh, but he's a role like Gary also. Trent. Nope. You heard me about to say. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, sophomore year player. Last year was all all rookie. Known for his defense. Ayo DeSumo? Not on the slope. Isaac Okoro? Isaac Okoro's number 10 on the oh. list, but that's not how I was thinking. But good, good, good. Not on wow. blank. I'm very surprised. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Big defensive mind. But Isaac Okoro was shooting the hell out of the ball for the last Sophomore player. His, they say not on blank. You're not scoring on him. Oh, off night. No, his ass Maybe cannot shoot. Not on him. Evan, no. Not on him. Western Conference. Hold on, I, need, I, need, I need to think. Western so many Conference? names is being thrown fucking out. Yesterday, who did they play against? He was def- he was locking up sh- locking up Shea. Quotation marks. Last night. Herb Jones. Herb Jones. Herb Jones. Oh, Herb Jones. my God. Um, another Herb one of these dudes we mentioned earlier because he just catch and shoot that bitch. Um, also hit a game tying shot a Jeremy couple weeks Grant. ago. Nope. A couple weeks ago. Nicholas Batum. Nicholas Batum. Oh, this wow. dude took, took the starting spot from a, a young – up and coming player, but he fits better with a Hall Hall of Fame point guard. He gets hella steals. He feel like he never do anything wrong. Eastern Tory Conference Craig. team. Oh, oh, he never. Did. Ultimate think. role player. He was a Kenny Freer All Star for three year, two years in a row. Let me think. Hall of Fame point guard. He's playing alongside a Hall of Fame, not known as a point guard, but he's a point guard. He's probably one of the best shooting guards of all time, but he's playing. Po- he's a point guard now. Tyrese oh. Maxey. He's he took Tyrese Maxey's spot. So Delon. D'Anthony Mel. D'Anthony Mel. The next guy is a local product. Man, y'all saw this shit. Calipari text Tyrese Maxey, told him I believe in him. Tyrese Maxey going to be okay that he come off the bench, man. (laughs) Shit. They act like he lost his fucking spot in the rotation. My fault. This dude is a local product. I'm pretty sure he's he's an Illinois boy. Um, He is a ultra, like a ninth man in a rotation on a Western Conference team. Uh, What makes you think he's an Illinois boy? I think he went to college here. I'm, oh, so I'm like eighty five percent sure he went to high school. So here. he oh okay okay okay. I don't remember what college he went to though. Okay. Um, good good rebounder for a wing, mm-hmm. white boy. Shoots, I guess. I mean, obviously he shoot a little bit. He on his goddamn list. Um, he actually it's, makes one three pointer a game. A white boy, white boy Western Conference. Who's wing, a good rebounder? Ninth, ninth, tenth man in a rotation. But and they ain't be Austin having Reeves. No, they be having injuries, so he play a little bit more. Um, he went to school here. I think so. I can't because the be, only white boy that comes to my mind is Frank Kaminsky. Is John Conchar? Didn't John Conchar go to school? Yes, here? he did. Yes, he fucking did. I would never. John Conchar was not on my mind. I oh. forget. Yeah, shout out to John Conchar. I thought of Jake Laravia. He said he Jake Laravia ain't playing this motherfucker. Yeah, you would have known. Best he passes in basketball. Fours. Ooh, and this is ugly he said high school though. Yeah. I do list the best passers. Who? Well, just best assist. passers. Come on. I love passing. Chris Paul. Are Josh Chris Paul's number five. Josh no, Gidd. they're not all guards. Demonte Sabonis. No and no. Jokic. No. What? He's Trey not, Young. Jokic is in top ten? No, no. Wow. Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton's number number eight. Julius Randle. Nope. Jalen Brunson. No. Okay. There's LeBron one. James. LeBron James. No and no. There's two players that are not point guards. The rest are James point guards. James Harden? No. He's a point guard. Oh. 
Yes, he is now. Um, Jay Sharn oh. is on the list. Yes. He is on the list. He said Jokic. No Jokic. He said Jokic already. Okay, my bad. Um, both of these guys are known as good playmakers too. Like it's not like a left field wing player that's Draymond Green. Draymond Green, and the other one, not the greatest season for him, but he can still pass. He can't do shit else. It seems like, but he can still pass. And he's not a point guard. He's not. You could say that, but he's he has not played. Two K don't got him as a point guard no more. Dejounte Murray. It's good guess though. He's a wing, center, point guard, shooting guard. I guess he could do it all except for shooting guard actually. He's a wing, center, point guard. Y'all got uh, – I said everything except okay. for shooting okay. guard. Okay, hold up. That's a, everything except for shooting guard. So it means this dude doesn't shoot the ball. Great passer. Giannis. Nope. I knew it when Giannis Great he said passer. he wasn't shit this season. Russell Westbrook. Great passer. Russell never played Y'all going to be so pissed off. Don't say stuff. none. When we throw out dumb Great shit, passer. it distracts I'm just going to keep saying the same hits. Okay. He, he used to be a point guard. But in 2K, he's not a point guard no more. Great passer. He does everything. He, he just. Ben Simmons. Oh, ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Ah! Ben Simmons. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Y'all mad at y'all. Oh, my God. I was just going to um, say it. These other dudes, y'all might not. TJ McConnell, um, Corey Joe, Mike Conley. Number one, J Mac. Oh. He only played uh, 200 oh. minutes, though. The other played dudes played 1,000 minutes. So. Played last night, though. And the last one. Mm, win a ring, bring it home, like to the six, like on Corey Joe. Best offensive rebounds of basketball. Give me top five. Andre Drummond. Jared Allen. Four. Good job. Jared Allen Clint is Capella. Jared Vanderbilt. Clint Capella's number one. Jared Vanderbilt not on the list. Y'all got three more names. Joel Embiid. Nope. Jokic. Nope. Steven Giannis. Adams. Steven Adams number two. Come on, Mike. Steven Adams. Bring us home. Great. Two more. One of them is a starter. The other one is a backup who's only played 300 minutes. De'Ron De- Sharp. That's a very, very good guess. He's Claxton. number 11 on the list. Claxton. Not Claxton. Jacoperto. Nope. Um, this guy is a bruiser big man who at one point was hitting hella threes last season, leading the league in three-point shooting. Jonas Valanciunas. Valanciunas. Holy shit. Yeah, you just I just combined them. One of them had to be right. The last dude is off the bench. Local product went to college in Illinois. Um, He might not get a lot of minutes now because his team just picked up a new backup center, but – Jalen Durant. Oh. Yeah, you um, tripping. Memphis is not here. I was um, thinking of a, a Sanders. He went to college here. Um, Big East school, I think. Think they the Big East? This this college don't produce a lot of NBA players, even though they should because it's a bigger college and it it's in Illinois. But they just don't be producing players. They had a little stretch where they producing a few people. What year did he? Is he an older player? He's not an older player. He's the last four seasons. I would say I don't know the exact year. Three to four seasons. Um, he he had, his nickname is a a, a rhyme. And he's, he, he's a backup big. He's backing up one of the best centers in basketball. Thomas Bryant. Nope. Oh, I don't know. He's backing up one of the best centers of basketball. So it's not Dwayne Dedman. It's not Dwayne Dedman, but. Derek. What? But you just throwing me off with these wild ass guesses. <laughs> it ain't Dwayne Detman. It ain't Dwayne Detman, but it's it's you 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 warm as hell. The lockers might be next to each other. Isaiah Roby? Nope. The like the lockers might be next to each other. Now. Oh, uh, who, who who um Paul Reed. Paul Reed. B ball Paul Reed. Oh. B ball Paul. Paul Reed. Because yeah. they don't know what college Paul Reed went yeah, to. No. Do you? No. Even though since she, she, Chicago, Illinois? It's also DePaul. There you go. Kapoor. 
You said it was in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> he had like three options. He went with one of them. Um, the but biggest that was, one? That was all from Craft the NBA. They got a lot of advanced stats that you can have fun with. Um, like they got they got best offensive players of basketball, best defensive players. You know, it's, it goes on and on. I think it's funny. I think it's funny the Suns tried to trade for KD and uh, Kyrie at once. Ooh, they got the unsung hero. Oh, we spent too much time guessing. Those things are always fun though, because I, I like seeing the names that don't belong there. Exactly, exactly. Like guys who can fit on any team. <laughs> like what? That that's the stat. Josh Hart. No, they all. It's Steph Curry. Oh my oh, god, man! <laughs> they gonna have Kevin Durant. No, they LeBron. are actually all guards except for George Nye. <laughs> the minivan. He's just gonna catch a shoot wherever he at. True. Shout out to the homie. Jeremy my Green on this list as well. Robert yeah, Covington, really Paul George, Kelly Olynyk, and, and 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 Chanchar is on this list. Shout out to him, man. Chanchar played thirty plus minutes yesterday, and he was and they was letting him be a pick and roll ball handler when Jokic <laughs> just off the bench doing his thing. Shout out to him. Um, any more likes or dislikes before we get out of here? Uh, that was all I had. That's all I had. Oh, the, the inconsistencies with the referee. Hell of an episode, somebody, fellas. Somebody gonna get. Hold when you talk about refereeing. Yeah, it's the way it somebody goes. gonna somebody you know who gonna got hold the most. Who like Jalen Hurts, <laughs> the goddamn Eagles. <laughs> Shout out Patty Mahomes. But no, he did. He held them. But I just don't like that you call that. Anyway, um, thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode through the Wire Podcast. Another bang. Remember, we will not be here Saturday for another episode. But if I'm not mistaken, Wheezy, we will be filming it and putting it on YouTube later. He listened to his jersey I'm gonna go, right I'm gonna now. go with yes. I'm gonna go with yes with that. So even if you ain't That's uh crazy. That man literally <laughs> didn't know you was just talking to him. He, he got his earphones. Oh, he got his earphones. His earpods. No, you tell him. I I'm 90% sure. Stuff, I swear. Um I'm ninety percent sure. So if you ain't pulling up to Utah, you still get that episode in your feed um with our special guests or two. We'll see. Um so thank you so much for watching. See y'all next week. If you're gonna be at All Star, pull up. We're gonna have a lot of Fredo, I wanna see you. And we'll see y'all there.